Can you be quiet, please? Thank you. Welcome to Pirate Radio Live. Hi. 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 Tabua. Tabua. Aub. What about Aub? Safula. Cool, neat story. Was that supposed to be funny? There's local politics, bud. Don't go over the rules. It'll take forever. Let's just get to the draft. Let's get the pumping. I got a little taco meat on my chest. It's going to be fun. We, we, in the, we in the thick. I mean, everybody going to be loud. I'm going to be loud with them. I'm going to scream it too. Like, yeah, let's go. Let's go. Let's do this. You ready for this? <laughs> I am. Now live from the Pirate Radio Studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation, here is your host, Clip Brock. Hi, right, welcome in to Pirate Radio Live here on a Thursday. Thursday, man, we got a busy show for you today. A lot of guests to get to, a lot of news and notes to hit on as well. It's been a busy day with AAC Media Days going on. So we've got comments from Mike Houston, Holt Nailers, Miles Berry as well. We'll get to those at some point in today's show. Also, uh, we uh, had a big announcement on our social media. All the players that will be joining us this year inside the Delcor Players Lounge on Mondays uh, here on Pirate Radio Live during the football season. We'll unveil those names for you if you missed it earlier. And we got a lot of guests. It's all coming up here today on Pirate Radio on Pirate Radio Live on Pirate Radio 92.7 FM in Greenville, 104.1 in Washington. We're on 1250, 930. You can find us online, PR927FM.com. And watch the show on Facebook Live and on YouTube. You can comment on the program. We'll talk about what you want to talk about today here on the show. Just check us out on Facebook Live and on YouTube. Make sure you are subscribed to Pirate Radio TV on YouTube. Our guest today, in just a couple of minutes, we will continue our area high school football previews. Talk to Ron Cook from Farmville Central High School. He'll join us on the Pirate Radio Live line. Later on in hour number one, we'll talk to my cohort, on the U.S. Sailor Fifth Quarter Call-In Show, Billy Weaver, his Mets having a couple good nights with wins over the Yankees. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about our Washington Commanders and, of course, Pirate Football as well with Billy Weaver later on in our number one. We'll talk more NFC East with Jeff Nadeau, the big man on campus. He'll join us coming up at 4 o'clock. Also, the big man has already put a bet on the East Carolina NC State game. Which way is he leaning? We'll talk about it with him coming up at 4 o'clock. At 4.30, we'll talk to Mark Greenheld's Golf Shop Radio Show. Speaking of red hot, Greeny's been red hot. He uh, had Tony Finau last week. I think he's picked a winner four straight tournaments. So uh, we'll talk to Greeny coming up later on about some golf, uh, some football as well. Troy D will be here in the 5 o'clock hour. And uh, a lot of Pirate football to talk about. We'll recap the AAC Media Days and also tell you who will be joining us on the Delcor Players Lounge. Got a lot of great Pirates that will be joining us throughout the football season. Chandler Honeycutt is to my left. Hello, Chandler. What's up, Clipper? We got uh, CJ Schaefer, Shirley Rhodes here. And let's go ahead and, uh, and get to our first guest of the show today. He is... Ron Cook, the head football coach out at Farmville Central High School, joining us today here on Pirate Radio Live as we continue to get you ready for the area high school football season. Coach Cook, we appreciate your time. How are you doing today? I'm good, uh, Cliff. Thank you very much for having me. Yes, sir. I appreciate it as you get ready to get into uh, the real deal uh, next week, practice and everything. But first of all, let's recap the offseason, Coach. How has that gone for you and, and your team? Uh, it's a bunch of, um, bunch of, there's a lot more good than bad, but it's just a bunch of different things. Uh, I think we definitely got a lot better this off season. Uh, kids got a better idea of the expectations uh, from me and the, the 
culture that we're creating and, and changing into. Um, we've lost a couple of guys just to moves. So that, that, that kind of hurt us, um, uh, two linemen also. So that would have played a lot for us, but you know, we pushing on, we, we did and the other good thing on top of that is, uh, we've gotten a lot more numbers. Uh, our staff have done a great job of getting, you know, getting the kids in the middle school youth programs. And, um, this year will be the first time in a long time, I believe almost probably with almost a decade or so that we'll have a JV team this year. So our numbers are getting better also. That's huge, Coach. How important is that to kind of get things rolling for the future of Farmville Central football that you'll be able to have freshmen, sophomores out there playing and, and uh, hopefully one day playing under the Friday night lights under you? Well, that's absolutely essential to any successful in uh, championship program because uh, those guys are not just standing around, uh, you know, being – you know, scout team guys all week and then having to watch the game on Friday. And unfortunately, we didn't have that luxury last season. We had a bunch of guys that had to play. We played, you know, we had 33 guys in the program last year, and we had to play freshmen and sophomores that were not ready to play. And and in some cases, guys that were playing football for the first time ever that had to get in games. And that was due to numbers, uh, COVID, and and, and a few injuries. So it's, it's just the perfect storm of a bunch of things that, you know, forced us to be in that point. It was, it was one game where we looked out there and, uh, I think one of my assistants or, uh, or coach Will, AD said to me, we had, uh, about 11 or you know, nine freshmen on the field. at one time. Ron Cook joining us coach. As you said earlier, you're trying to build your culture, build your program there at Farmville central. Got off to a great start last year. Uh, 1-0 with a win over North Johnson. And at one point in the season, you were 2-3, and three, but took your lumps in conference play. You know, what did you, what did the kids learn uh, about the 2021 fall season last year that can maybe help you going into 2022? Well, I think one of the biggest things we talked to them is learning how to uh, be more confident in themselves and even more so more confident and trust in each other. Um, speaking of those conference games and, those, and even the non-conference losses that we had, uh, anybody that paid attention uh, if, if to a box score or actually seen those games, with exception three, we were either tied or within seven points of not winning each one of those losses at halftime. Uh, what happened in the second half was just mentally, we just got to get over that hump uh, that has developed in, in Farmville the past couple of years that as soon as something bad goes happen, you know, small turnover or a missed block or we give up a long run, you know, guys' heads went down. And that, and that was the difference in a lot of second half games. We didn't finish, and we talked about that all you know all off season. That's been one of our mantras, you know, coming in. You know, we want to play fast, play physical, and finish everything we do. And we had a big issue with finishing. Um, you know, being physical was a problem too, but we we've definitely got a lot better at that in the weight room this off season and this summer. Coach Cook, who are some of the guys we'll be seeing on the highlights on uh, on Touchdown Friday on our, our local high school football shows? Who are the guys we'll be talking about this year you're excited about playing for the Jags? Uh, some guys that had really, really good offseason. I think our best offensive line right now. Uh, I'm definitely going to start there first. That's going to be important. That's going to be really be the key, especially to our offense and uh, how far we go this season. But Andrew Williams is really uh, busted. He's one of the guys that started out late with us last season. He didn't he wasn't at summer workouts, and he started really didn't come after school started last season, so he didn't even play in the first couple of games. But he's a senior, uh, about three hundred pound lineman that can move really well and play right, start a right guard for us. Uh, our quarterback situation, uh, 
Landon Barnes finished the last four games of quarterback. He's going to be a junior. He's going to be a really good player. He's had a really good offseason also. Uh, and then uh, our former quarterback, uh, Brandon Knight, he's going to be moving the tailback and running back for us. And you know, he was the, uh, you know, our offensive star last year, but I think we're going to have a lot more weapons to uh, feature this year. And, and one of the names you're probably going to get used to hearing, the uh, second fastest guy on our team is Ty Velfosky. Uh He's he's come off, come off uh, off season. He's had a really good off season, really strong in the waiver room. Like I said, he's he's one of the fastest kids in school. Uh, he'll do real well for us. Then we got a couple of guys uh, we're looking to have step up on defense, and uh, there were a couple of returns there. Our inside linebacker Demari Suggs, is, uh, he'll be you know hopefully be a good leader for us in defense and linebacker. So, Coach, uh, I've talked to a couple other coaches in this conference. Uh, Todd Leib yesterday, Perry Owens earlier this week, and uh, Coach Owens from Washington. You know, Washington wanted a couple seasons ago. Wes Craven last year. He says that it could be a little more open up this year, and he mentioned Aiden Grifton and, and Farmville Central by name that having JV is going to be huge uh, for the, the future. He mentioned North Pitt, uh, said they got some athletes out there, and of course, C.J. Wilson, their coach, and I think he also said Green Central's about to have a big-time season as well. So you look all across this conference, you you really don't get a night off, do you? A lot of good teams in this league. Yeah, I think we have a very... Uh challenging conference which is good for us and uh, I think it will be uh, it, it will be it will be no easy games you can't look at our schedule I mean I'm everybody to be honest may look at us and we're the easy one but you know they, they will see soon or soon see that that will change uh, but other than that yeah you can't look at anyone and just automatically mark it off as a W um, you're going to have to come to play you're going to have to come to play for four quarters and be uh, consistent and be disciplined. Coach Ron Cook joining us. Coach, uh, what are the uh, important things you want to accomplish with your team once real practice gets underway next week? And you got a couple weeks before you, you take the field for the first time. So it's a pretty quick turnaround. What are the things you want to accomplish here in the next couple of weeks? Number one thing for us is being uh, disciplined in everything we do, uh, playing fast, being conditioned. We want to be the most conditioned team uh, on the field. Uh, we're one of the few teams, actually we're the only team in our conference, I think the only team even on our schedule that don't huddle on offense. Uh, you know, so we have to be the most conditioned team you know, on the field. Uh, we play, we want to play fast. Uh, we're going to be able to play a lot more physical this year. And we need to be do a better job of playing together. And like I mentioned earlier, finishing games, being able to play consistent for four quarters. And that, that's the main thing. And, uh, X and O wise, we just I think uh, we, our staff and I looked over film from last year, and I think we just had a little bit too much uh, that we tried to do early on going into the season last year. And we're just going to keep it a little more simple and make sure we do the little things right and be a lot more consistent, fundamentally sound in what we do, and just be really good at uh, a few things. Coach Ron Cook joining us. Coach, best of luck this year. We'll keep in touch. Talk to you again during the season. But uh, good luck out, out there at Farmville Central. And we'll uh, we'll talk to you again soon. Thanks for joining us for a preview today. We appreciate it. Yes, sir. Thank you very much. All right. There's Ron Cook, head coach out at Farmville Central. Shirley Rhodes, a Farmville Central grad. Great tradition of football. Dixon Sauls. Shirley, a name we, we all know around these parts. Uh, and I guess right now, Coach Cook is trying to build it up to where it's not just, hey, let's wait till basketball season. Because you know you're going to have success then. Uh, but how about on the football field? He's trying to kind of pick things back up over there at Farmville. Yeah, it's kind of wild because, you know, growing up, it was 
all about football. It was it like you mentioned, Dixon Souls and uh, guys like Morris Foreman and Reggie Tyson, and oh man, there were so many really good football players that came out of Farmville, and it was known as a football school. Now it's more known as a basketball school. So yeah, we're we're kind of trying to get back to that uh, football tradition, and I'm uh, looking forward to seeing what uh, Coach Cook can do. I like his attitude. I like. Uh, the 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 idea of being the most conditioned football team, uh, I like that because that's kind of old school for me. So uh, it kind of harkens back to Coach Salz's day. So I really like uh, where where his head is at as far as uh, his coaching philosophy. So I'm I'm pretty excited about seeing what he's going to put out on the field and having a JV team. That's huge. Is huge yeah. because we had it for so many years that we kind of took it for granted. Yeah. And then we just didn't have the numbers and it kind of went away and all of a sudden you saw. I don't want to say the landscape of high school football change, but you can definitely see that there is some parity there. And not having a JV team is is uh, is almost a detriment to your program. But uh, having seeing uh, not only Farmville Central but other schools have JV teams now uh, is going to make high school football that much better, and that makes me kind of excited about it too. Uh, CJ, just for you, uh, reached out to Alan Wooten. I think we'll be talking some Havelock football next week on the show. Good to hear. So we'll talk some Havelock Rams. So we got that coming your way next week. And uh, we'll also check in with uh, with JP2, Coach uh, Sean Murphy, going to join us on the program next week. So continuing to uh, get you excited for high school football uh, in the area. We'll have Conley football on the airwaves coming up once again this fall right here on Pirate Radio leading into our ecu football game day coverage we got a lot of pirate news and notes to pass along to you today so let's take a break we'll come back we'll get our david price construction countdown to kickoff and talk to my co-host on the u.s sailor fifth quarter call-in show billy weaver he'll join us when we return on pirate radio live back with you after this You're listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by University PC Care, your local tech support experts for all your personal and business needs. Visit universitypccare.com to learn more today. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Grab your amigos and head to Chico's for the best Mexican food and fun in Greenville. Come and enjoy favorites like shrimp tacos, steak and chicken fajitas, burritos, enchiladas, ACP, and more. Follow Chico's on Facebook and Instagram for daily updates. For Mexican food and fun, it's got to be Chico's for dine-in or to-go. Now let's head back into PRL. Here's Clip. All right, back with you, Pirate Radio Live here on a Thursday. Hear about a lot of guys leaving school early to head to play professional sports. How about a reverse? Washington Commanders uh, drafted in 2020. Antonio Gandy-Golden. Uh, and now he is retiring from football uh, due to injuries and other reasons and is heading back to school. So uh, he is uh, doing the reverse from what we usually see. So uh, good luck to him in whatever path he chooses. It will not be professional football player with the Washington Commanders. So there you go. All right, uh, speaking of football, we are one week away from football on television. Alrighty. Taking on the Jaguars in the Hall of Fame game next Thursday night. So you'll have football on your TV. 
but how long are we away from kicking things off at daddy ficklin stadium east carolina nc state we are here to give you that answer right now what first of all clip i can't tell you until i tell shirley to back her fat truck up back it up shirley well second of all i haven't asked you yet so hold on to your clydesdales which will be here for the pirate radio football kickoff party (laughs) and we'll tell you how many days we are away from that in a moment too but i still haven't asked you a damn thing so i don't know why you are being so antsy about this well it's because i'm very excited to tell you how many days away we are i will let you read the live read but i also love telling shirley to back her fat truck up of course you do i love to watch her do it and we all love that we all we all are big fans of that uh the david price construction countdown to kickoff brought to you by david price construction Mm -hmm. they specialize in commercial projects maintenance on facilities and large-scale residential and renovations uh renovations and additions give them a call 919-291-5532 visit them online davidpriceconstruction.com for all your commercial or custom residential and building needs david price construction proud ecu home services partner and they have been building up excitement for this season's kickoff chandler which is how many days away 37 that can't be right 37 47 no 37 it's probably like 42 no let's try this again 37 days away until ECU, NC State, Dowdy Ficklin Stadium right here in Greenville, North Carolina on a Saturday high noon. It's going to be hot, Mm. but football is back, and it's back in 37 days. Get your tickets for that game, and also get your tickets for this. The Pirate Radio Football Kickoff Party is back, and you can still get your tickets. I'll let Clip tell you how you can get your tickets in just a moment, but <laughs> but you're probably wondering, where is this party? Well, I have the answer for you. It's right here in downtown Greenville at the State Theater. Now, you're probably thinking, all right, there's got to be music. Is there going to be a DJ? No, there ain't going to be a damn DJ. There's going to be a band, and that band is called The Breakfast Club. What, are we going to go and eat breakfast there? No, we're going to listen to The Breakfast Club absolutely shredded up. 80s music, the 80s tribute band, one of the best around. All right. Uh, that is 35 days away. So get your tickets for the uh, Pirate Radio football kickoff party. I have Clip. a question. No, no. Don't ask me a question. I have a question. All right. Clip, what do you have? I like hanging out with fellow pirates, having a good yeah. time. Right, right. Love doing that. Mm-hmm. I love live music. I love 80s music. Okay. But you know what I really love? Live animals. Yeah. Could and you, now people are probably thinking, what the hell is Clip talking about? Could you, Clip, what are you talking about? I don't know. Is there any way we could throw in a live animal to all this to really we put can, the icing on the cake? Well, maybe we can get a, a cow out there or a, a giraffe or, a, let's see, maybe we can get a parrot. Not a parrot. Nah. A parrot. You know, pirates like parrots. I want a majestic animal, a well, famous well, then animal. What do you want then? I want an animal that has never set foot in Greenville, North Carolina before. Oh, well, if I get this right, I'm pretty sure it's the Clydesdales. That's what I want. And guess what, folks? The Clydesdales will be here in Greenville for that week and that football weekend. And one 
of those famous Budweiser Clydesdales will be at the Pirate Radio football kickoff party. Partying with us. Partying with us. Listening to the Breakfast Club. (laughs) (laughs) Whiskey for my men, beer for my horses. Uh, And you can get a picture with the Clydesdale if you are attending the Pirate Radio football kickoff party. How can you get your tickets, Clip Rock? Go to PR927FM.com. That's PR927FM.com. And get your tickets and party uh, with us at the State Theater right here in downtown Greenville. 35 days away until we party like a pirate at the Pirate Radio football kickoff party. 37 days away until we're getting rowdy and dowdy for ECU versus NC State. All of that on the David Price Construction Countdown to Kickoff. All right, let's uh, head out to the Pirate Radio Live Line and ask our next guest, will he be partying with us at the Pirate Radio football kickoff party? He better say yes. The guest is Billy Weaver. Weave, will you be partying with us this year? Hell yeah, but I got some questions. All right, hey, look, we're fielding questions. Billy, what do you got? All right, so... How many Clydesdale horses are going to be there? Is it going to be like one in a little teeny carriage? Or are we going to have the whole full-on Clydesdale horses, like six of them or whatever, that's in the commercial, pulling the big old wagon? I want to see the Dalmatian up on the front of the wagon. Um, I mean, got questions. Good God. This man is never satisfied. He's wanting everything. Billy, at the party, we're going to have one giant majestic Clydesdale for folks that can go up close, get a picture. And touch it. And uh, and touch the horse, do whatever. Uh, and then uh, other days of the week, including Friday, there will be eight Clydesdales, like you said, wow. actually making beer runs, dropping off uh, a supply to the restaurants and businesses that carry that product so they will be on the streets they will be dropping off uh, a supply to pirate radio right in front of our building and that's when you get all eight of those majestic creatures together we're gonna have one you can get up close and personal with at the pirate radio football kickoff party on thursday yeah that's that's awesome that's really cool i'm a big clydesdale fan because being from virginia beach in the virginia area as a kid i always went to bush gardens and of course mm-hmm. clydesdale's there and bush gardens of course is owned by anheuser-busch um so it's a big deal I, I remember as a kid man always loving the clydesdales and always being in awe if you've never seen one of these horses up close and personal you're missing out these are gigantic animals and they're majestic like they're beautiful animals i'm excited man that's pretty cool but i do want to ask this too who's going to clean up the poop that is uh not my job all i know is not me (laughs) and that's all i'm worried about. not my job billy i believe during the interview when we had a representative uh uh on the show earlier this week from carolina eagle yeah uh i think they said that they actually have people that follow the horses to yeah clean up and then you made it sound like it's like secret service like these horses are going to be better protected than the president so apparently so they are treated very very well hey if you've if you ever watched uh if you ever went to ringling brothers barnum and bailey circus uh, you know, when they would have them in the big arenas and everything, when the elephants would come in, you would see the guys in the jumpsuits. They kind of look like, um, I don't know, they, they almost kind of look like uh, uh, caddies from the Masters. You know, they had those oh, with the suits. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and a big, like, snow shovel. 
and following around collecting poop. So, All right, so. cool, Billy. Billy is fascinated with the horse poop. <laughs> hey, no, no, because I wanted to transition into my new job. I haven't announced that. <laughs> okay. So, Billy, no, look. I Billy's love a segue. The party. Everybody's going to be like in awe with these horses, and Billy's over there talking to the poop cleaners. He's like, all right, so tell me about your job. No, this is great, Billy. I love a segue, so let's see where you're going with this. I'll give you a chance here. So I'm no longer at Brown and Wood. Um, by the way, Brown and Wood, amazing place to work, and I did not leave Brown and Wood because I didn't like it. That place is awesome. I still... Highly recommend that if you want a vehicle, go to Brown and Wood. Uh, those guys are amazing, but I got a, a great opportunity with a pharmaceutical company uh, as a pharmaceutical rep, and um, the the uh, drugs that I will be repping are poop drugs. So it's it's uh, you know gastroenterology. And, okay. Um, so I, I have gone from talking poop on the air to talking poop as a, a car dealer to now talking poop to doctors. A full-on poop expert. So he's a poop dealer. He's a poop dealer. Well, hey, yeah. I, I know a poop guy. <laughs> yeah. And his name is Billy Weeby. <laughs> Full of poop. I, 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 was, I was joking with my wife, and I said, you know, when I, when I die on my pooms, poomstone. Poopstone. Poopstone. My, my, my tombstone, I want a poop emoji. And it <laughs> says, he lived his life talking beep. <laughs> All right, I, I can't think of a better fit for you, Weave. You really found your calling in life. <laughs> All right, good stuff. Uh, huge announcements today uh, from right here at Pirate Radio. Uh, here's another announcement. We can make it official, Weave, that not only are you uh, the number one poop salesman across eastern North Carolina, but also you will be joining me once again on the U.S. Sailor fifth quarter calling show after each ECU football game. Yeah, and there's you could actually correlate the poop into that too because we've had a couple poop shows after, after some bad losses. Yep, some big stinky ones uh, and poop calls big too. Ones. <laughs> hey, but hopefully this year, like last year, there was more uh, good shows after after victories than there were poop shows after losses. Yeah, well, we had a lot of fun and uh, excited to have you back, Weave. I think the people enjoyed it. So, uh, Billy Weaver back with us at the table and taking your calls after each ECU football game on the fifth quarter call-in show. Also, a big announcement today, uh, the Delcor Players Lounge will be back for another year, and it's going to be bigger and better than ever. Uh, Started this last season, and we've added to the roster. We'll have back joining us again for another year, Holt Naylor's, Rajay Harris, Xavier Smith, and uh, also adding to the cast of characters this year, Miles Berry, Isaiah Winstead, Jeremy Lewis, Ryan Jones. So that is the uh, the crew, the great eight uh, that we'll have in here in studio after every ECU football game. We'll actually start that coming up uh, very, very soon. So looking forward to talking to those guys we've during the season. That was a lot of fun last year, not only recapping the games, but getting to know these guys as, uh, as people instead of just players. Well, that's the biggest thing is because, you know, football is a unique sport where – uh, for the most part, people um, elevate these guys as, as their heroes, as people they look up to, and they could see them on the street and never know who they were. Um, aside from, you know, the guy that's 6'6", 350 pounds, and you got a pretty good idea, he's, he's a lineman. Um, but, you know, this, this allows people to really get up close and, and, and know these guys, uh, they see them, you know, when they get on uh, Facebook Live or YouTube or whatever, and they they can see them in the studios. 
Uh, they see what these guys look like, and they kind of put a face uh, to the name that's underneath the helmet, if that makes sense. So it's, it's, it, I think it's really cool, and, and last year I thoroughly enjoyed it, and I like that you guys are adding some new ones too, but then still keeping some of the guys that everybody wants to hear from. Rajay, of course, and Holton. Everybody wants to hear what the quarterback has to say, and you know, it kind of starts and ends with the quarterback and the head coach. So I think you guys do a great job with that. I'm looking forward to hearing uh, from from these guys. And I, I, as a former media member, I like to hear how these guys kind of um, go through all the motions and the ups and downs of an entire season. So I like to hear from these guys throughout the entire season and see how they handle all the ups and downs. No doubt, and we're bringing that back. The Delcor Players Lounge right here to Pirate Radio Live talking to – uh, some ECU football stars, and uh, really excited about that for the 2022 season. AAC Media Day today, Weave, and East Carolina picked sixth in the American uh, by the media. Now, Phil Steele has East Carolina, I guess, basically tied for fourth and alphabetically had East Carolina fourth, but had them tied with two other teams. So it's basically... There's a top three, it, it appears, with Cincinnati, of yep. course, yep. Houston, UCF, and then that group behind them, East Carolina, uh, Memphis, SMU, kind of pick your poison with those teams. That's kind of the tier, the second tier that East Carolina has been put into today by the uh, the media and then also by Phil Steele. So that's kind of what we're looking at now. East Carolina kind of in the middle there of the American Conference, which, look, uh, compared to past years, you, that's, a, that's a good sign of positivity. We want that number – we want it to be closer to the top, but it is a good sign that East Carolina has moved up a few spots. Yeah, I mean, if you look at it at the surface, you say, okay, they're, they're picked to finish sixth out of 11 teams right now in the American Athletic Conference football media poll. That's, that's not good. You don't, and that's the way it looks on the surface. But like you said, you, you hit the nail right on the head. If you look at it, Houston, Cincinnati, UCF at the top, nobody's going to argue with those three teams. They're very good teams. They're going to be tough teams to beat this year. You look at what Cincinnati did last year in Houston, and uh, there's a reason that those, those guys got the, uh, the first-place votes. Those are the three teams that got all the first-place votes. Then, like you said, the next tier, SMU, Memphis, East Carolina. So in my mind, it, it looks like East Carolina, you know, those three teams, I mean, you just shuffle those up or throw them in a hat, and, and any of those teams could be the number four team. So I'm looking at it as East Carolina's probably pick number four because I, I've, I've got all those lumped in the same group as you do as well. And that makes a lot of sense. Last year, East Carolina finished third in the conference. They had a good record. They were, what, five and three in the conference, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and, and that's about right where they should be. Now, hopefully what happens this year is kind of a carbon copy of what happened last year, and the expectations uh, are a little lower than the, the outcome of the season. Last year, the Pirates weren't expected to do very well. They did much better than people expected. Hopefully that's a repeat this year. And hopefully this year, now that we're kind of getting out of this COVID thing, that East Carolina can actually qualify for a bowl game once again and actually play in one this year. That would be awesome. And it'll be right there in front of you. Pirates will not play uh, the Ponies this year. No game against SMU, but... They've got Cincinnati on the road. They got Houston, UCF, and Memphis all at home. So a chance to to you know improve their spot in the American. You remember that game last year against Memphis could have gone either way. Frustrating loss against UCF. Houston frustrating loss in overtime. So all those games were there for the taking for East Carolina. 
Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, anything could happen. It's funny because we talked about it last year. I mean, there was just a handful of plays that had, had they gone a different way for East Carolina, that could have been a completely different season. I mean, it could have been, uh, you know, gone from a good season last year, where I think everybody thinks East Carolina had a good season last year, to an exceptional season last year. I mean, and that just goes to show you how tight the race is in the American Athletic Conference, and I think that's good for East Carolina. I think that's good for football fans. And what's also good for East Carolina this year is what they've got seven home games this year. So yeah. having these teams and some of these tough teams at Dowdy-Ficklin Stadium is going to make a world of difference. Of course, everybody right now, nobody is really um, talking about the American Athletic Conference because nobody can get past that first game, man. I mean, you know, when, when you're in eastern North Carolina and you see NC State on the schedule – season opener they're like hey let's let's get after the Wolfpack. we'll talk some aac stuff later on because that's where the excitement is right now a lot of people but you got to remember you know this is the conference that east carolina's in they got to take care of business and to to get that ultimate goal you got to play well and do well against the opponents in the american but of course everybody like right now looking at the Wolfpack. nc state picks second in the atlantic behind clemson devin leary uh player of the year offensive player of the year preseason in the acc a lot of expectations for uh the Wolfpack coming in to 2022 billy uh, i've been talking to some area high school coaches just had ron cook on you might see weave at a farmville central game or two maybe uh this year as uh been talking a lot of high school football and i know uh you're out of it now you had all those uh, those great nights, fun nights on the end zone. Now you can kind of step away and enjoy it as a fan. But uh, those special Friday night, fall Friday nights, coming back to Eastern North Carolina very soon. Yeah, and I'll be. I, I literally am right across the street from Farmville Central High School. I can walk across the street and go to the games. Ron Cook, I had a chance, you know, when he was first hired at uh, Farmville Central to meet him and talk to him. Great guy. Seems like a, a kind of guy that's a no nonsense kind of guy. Loves his players, and but he gets in the weight room. He's a, you know, I mean, sometimes he looks like he play right now if he wanted to. Um, and, and so I think that's brought some more excitement back for Farmville Central. You know, they, like you, I, I heard what you mentioned earlier on, Farmville Central used to be known for football. Of course, you know, they're a basketball school right now. The, the, you know, you can't, you can't argue that. Um, but, uh, you know, they're looking to get that football program back to where it was, and uh, it's going to be fun. I, Friday, there's something special about high school football on a crisp Friday night in the fall man you can't beat that and and what's going to be cool this year for me personally is with switching jobs i'm going to have a lot more time to enjoy stuff like that and be able to do the friday night football the saturday afternoon uh or saturday evening whatever the case may be at dowdy ficklin stadium or college football game wherever if ECU's on the road and then NFL Sunday, man. So this, I'm looking forward to this football season. And when you guys said 37 days away from kickoff, man, that just got my blood going. Billy Weaver joining us. Billy, it's also the best time of the year to be a Washington Commanders fan. Everybody's undefeated. We're healthy right now. Things are looking great. Uh, that could all change very soon. But NFL training camps getting underway. You got the Hall of Fame game coming up next Thursday. So ready for another year of NFL. How do you feel right now about Washington in the uh, the NFC East? How do you like their chances? Uh, I mean, I think their chances are okay. I, I don't know. I, I think well, probably Philadelphia 
if, if I had to pick a, a team to win the East right now. No world beaters. Uh, Dallas is, is solid, has, has question marks. Philly, if Jalen Hurts is good, they're going to win that division. I think that's pretty pretty clear to say. And then you got the Giants, I think, probably behind Washington. But no world beaters, but uh, maybe a couple of contenders there in Philly, uh, Dallas. And you might could throw Washington in there as well. Well, I think it depends on what Carson Wentz does. Yeah. You know, which, which Carson Wentz you get. I mean, if you get, you know, the the guy that, um, you know, can manage a game, not make a whole lot of mistakes and go out there and, and you know, let his playmakers make some plays. I mean, he, um, Washington's got playmakers on both sides of the field. And of course, having Chase Young back after, you know, being injured most of last season, that's going to be huge on that defensive side of the ball. So I'm looking forward to it. But, you know, like every year, you know, you go into it with uh, cautiously optimistic uh, is usually the, the the buzzwords going into any Washington NFL football season. So I'm cautiously optimistic. But like you, like you said, there's no world beaters in the NFC East. It's up for grabs, and, and you know, we'll know pretty early on who the, the, the contender is in that league in the, or in that division. Uh, a couple more things to hit on before we let you go. We've Kevin Cozart on Facebook Live says, Billy, my boy Chase Elliott racking up wins. Yeah. You know you're doing good, Weave, when you win without even winning. And that's what happened to Chase last week. Yeah, you know what that reminded me of? Uh, Talladega Nights. And I don't know, it's not the same situation, but if you remember at the end of the movie where Ricky Bobby and uh, Jean Pierre or whatever his name was, they wreck and they run across the finish line and say, well, that was all exciting and everything, but it doesn't count. So then, of course, uh, Ricky Bobby's teammate, what was his name? Um, was it Dale? No. It, it, was it Dale? I'm trying to remember. I, yeah, I no clue. Can I, his name escapes me, but anyway, uh, ends up winning from from third place. And the, the funniest part of the the that part of the movie was when he's in Victory Lane and he's getting interviewed, and he goes, he goes, man, this I I won this thing. Anybody tries to take this trophy, I'll sock him in the face. Uh, <laughs> that that wasn't the case. That was Denny Hamlin last week. Yeah, right. Because, you know, Chase Elliott's like, I don't care about the, uh, you know, it doesn't feel like a victory. I don't care about the trophy. I don't care about all that. I tell you what, I bet he does care about that difference in prize money in uh, first place as opposed to third place. Um, but he, he's going to be odds on favorite, of course, to go into Indianapolis on the road course this coming Sunday. Um, and,. Uh, those guys will take wins any way they get them, but you know it was just a weird situation with Joe Gibbs Racing. They didn't even uh, appeal the decision on Monday because it was a. De- I mean, they were they were wrong. Uh, bottom line is Denny Hamlin and Kyle Busch. They both had tape underneath their front spoilers, from what I understand. And the reason that wasn't caught in the in the pre race inspection is because those cars are wrapped. They're not painted, and a lot of people don't realize that, that there's wraps on those cars, all the sponsors and everything, so they can do that. And it takes about an hour and a half to two hours to do that. So they will not peel off any wraps in the pre-inspection to be able to look under there to see if any adjustments have been made, but they do that in post-race inspection. That's what happened, and for the first time in over 60 years, a, uh, a driver has actually been stripped of a win, you know, in the past years when a violation like that would have been found, they, they would the team would get fined or docked points or whatever. Uh, but, you know, NASCAR fans kind of got vocal with NASCAR and said, hey, man, if these, you know, in the post-race inspections, if these cars are found to be um, in violation, 
take the win from them and get this, you know, get this situated. So NASCAR finally listened to the fans and took away a win the first time in over 60 years. So it was a pretty big deal in NASCAR. Billy Weaver joining us, uh, Indianapolis road course coming up this weekend. Uh, it appears, uh, I got to tell so then it's Michigan, Richmond, Watkins, Glen, and then Saturday, August 27th, 7 o'clock. That's going to be a fun day because you got week zero of football, so you'll have a few football games on, and then you'll have a night race in Daytona coming up Saturday, August 27th, but Indianapolis uh, on the docket for this Sunday. We've, uh, before we let you go, want to give a shout out to your Metropolitans, the New York Mets, taking two Amen. from the Bronx, uh, Bronx Bombers. That had to feel pretty good these last two nights. Yeah, the Subway the subway Miniseries, that was awesome. Um, and I tell you what, the Clip, man, I am shocked. As a Mets fan, I am shocked that they are still holding on by a thread, but they're still in first place uh, in the division. And, and Jacob deGrom uh, scheduled to be back with the big club. He made a start last night with the AAA team in Syracuse and uh, did well, and they're hoping to get him back up uh, into the bigs before uh, the Mets and the Braves face off again here coming up soon. So yeah. Big, big get for the Mets. It got down to a half game. I was uh, already putting tweets in my draft to talk a lot of junk and uh, not going to be able to use those, Weave, because the Mets have extended that lead in the NLEs, playing great baseball and getting reserves, getting some uh, reinforcements coming in with Jacob deGrom. Uh, so, yeah, Mets playing great right now. And, uh, and and Billy Weaver is all smiles on the baseball front. We've uh, enjoyed the chat today, man. We'll, uh, we'll keep in touch, do it again soon. Uh, Pirates starting practice next week. So we are uh, hitting in a full gear here when it comes to football. Yes, sir. It's going to be fun. And uh, just remember, if you guys have any poop issues, uh, give me a call. All right. We got a poop guy. Anybody needs one, we got one. Got a poop guy. The man, Billy Weaver. Thanks, Weave. Billy Weaver today joining us on Pirate Radio Live. Let's take a break. We'll come back. We'll wrap up our number one. PRL rolling on right after this. Listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by University PC Care, your local tech support experts for all your personal and business needs. Visit universitypccare.com to learn more today. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. University PC Care has been Pirate Nation's go-to IT experts since 2006, and they are the local tech support experts for any of your business needs. Let University PC Care take care of it so you can take care of business. Visit universitypccare.com to learn more today. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip Brock. Back with you. Pirate Radio Live here on a Thursday. Coming up, hour two of today's show, the big man on campus, Jeff Nadeau, will join us. It's never too early to place that wager. He's already got a bet in on East Carolina NC State. What side is he on? We'll tell you coming up in just a few minutes. Also, Mark Greenhelge Golf Shop Radio Show. We got more Live Tour news as uh, some big names still heading over to play in that tour, leaving the PGA Tour. We'll talk about that. A little Clemson football with the uh, former Tiger golfer. And more uh, in hour number two of today's show. Uh, Big news today. We announced our roster for the Delcor Players Lounge this football season. Joining us in the Pirate Radio studios will be 
Pirate quarterback Holton Aylers, the Pirate running backs Rajay Harris and Keaton Mitchell. Out wide, we'll have Isaiah Winstead. We'll also have Ryan Jones at tight end. And a couple guys, uh, a few guys on the defensive side of the ball, Xavier Smith, Miles Berry, and Jeremy Lewis, all joining us this season on the Delcor Players Lounge, talking pirate football, getting to know these guys off the field. It was a lot of fun last year and uh, going to be a lot of fun again this year. Yep, can't wait to talk to those guys. What a great group and a lot of talent and uh, that's going to be in the Delcor Players Lounge. I was trying to see how many of those uh, athletes was on my top ten yesterday. Uh, I'll have to go back and, and see. but uh, yeah. I did the count. I think I had five on the list. I know I had Keaton Mitchell, Holden Aylers, Ryan Jones, Raji Harris, and Jeremy Lewis. I had Ryan Jones, Holton Aylers, Rajay Harris, Keaton Mitchell, and Isaiah Winstead. So you had five as well? Yes. Five out of the eight. All right. We have our list. If you'd like to uh, give us your list, CJ, good job uh, getting out the graphic for that. Great it graphic. Look very pretty. Thank you. It, it was interesting for everybody to see, you know, four different opinions who are all, you know, interested in ECU football to see what we all thought. Yeah. Oh, by the way, I want to shout out this guy that uh, commented on our post on Instagram. Let's shout out that guy. Why did he say you had the best list or something? No. Um, in fact, he actually did something completely opposite. Um, Dixie Dirt 16. He Dixie said, Dirt. He said, amazing how Chandler and Igos doesn't see the need for a kicker in the top 10. I mean. Hey, Dixie Dirt 16, check out my list. Number 10 is Owen Daffer. Was he? Oh, no. Clip, he's on yours, too. He was on all three of ours, right? He's on mine. But he didn't call you guys out. He huh. said, I go and Chandler. I had number seven. I go didn't have a kicker. I did. Stop disrespecting me, bro. We had a guy uh, on Facebook, Chandler, who said oh, there needs to be a long snapper on the list. I did. I think it was David Stahl. Shout out David Stahl, because I'm going to shout you out, because what an awesome statement that was from you, my friend. But when we have a long snapper making a list who doesn't even include a long snapper, I think it shows you how long snappers are completely meaningless uh no uh well where was your guy on the list look i mean look i got my top 10 important pirates too many Ten's too many bud (laughs) Ten's way too many way too many um asinine statement by mike mullis yesterday just completely asinine and i just don't know if he was being was he being serious yeah I think so. He was being combative, but I, I don't know, man. I can't. I'd love for scientists one day to uh, examine his brain and see what's going on up there. He's a fascinating man. That might absolutely. Knows. I do. I have an, um, some news. And All I, right. I hope we haven't announced it on this show because I tend to do this a lot. Yeah. But I have news regarding a former ECU baseballer. Oh, I don't think we have shared this on the air. We have on social media. We have on social media, but we have not shared it because I was waiting for an opportune time. But you can take it, Chandler. No. No. You know what? We have no, 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 breaking news, boys. You already, you already, you already brought it up. We're having a good old fashioned news off here, Shirley. No, yeah. We have news regarding a former ECU baseballer. I'm going to send it to the Shirley Rhodes news desk. Wow. Shirley, what do you got? Congratulations to former ECU catcher Jake Washer. He was promoted to double-A ball. He had been playing for the South Bend Cubs, and uh, he is now being assigned to the Tennessee Smokies, which is the double-A affiliate 
of the Chicago Cubs. So congratulations to Jake. I had to give the I had to have her break it because she is our if it wasn't for her, I feel like we wouldn't know what the hell was going on. She's our Pirates in the Pros uh lead analyst. So I had to I had to send it to her and I know she was probably waiting for a opportunity. Because yesterday I was waiting for an opportunity. Yesterday, she uh, she had a couple of news items coming back in from the break <laughs> yeah. that I was saving. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, because I saw I your about reaction. That. Yeah. You were like, what? what am I here for? Uh, but no, yeah. Awesome so. news. No, and yeah. uh, speaking of which. No, yeah, uh, no, yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah. Just, just uh, some stats to consider. Stat to, to consider. consider. Thank you. That was nice, actually. Um, the Bowie Bay Sox, uh, which is the Baltimore Orioles Double uh, A affiliate, had an afternoon game today. Connor Norby has been on a little bit of a tear. He's been in a slump, and in the last three games, I think he's finally broken out. He hit a home run uh, last night and the night before, and then they played an afternoon game. He drove in two runs, was one for four, so it looks like uh, Norbs is uh, starting to get out of that batting slump he had been in for quite a few games, and... Uh, uh, the Orioles played a day game today, by the way, and Trey Mancini, likely in his last game as an Oriole, uh-oh. <laughs> no, I was literally about to talk about this. Go ahead. Hit a very rare inside-the-ballpark home run off the head of a Tampa Bay Ray in right field. So, and guess who the pitcher was for the Rays at the time? Who? Sean Armstrong. Sean Armstrong. Oh, wow. oh wow! And that's his former team. Well, that should have been an error, but it did go down as an inside the Parker. Yeah. And to add to that, it was a true Angels in the outfield, Orioles in the outfield moment. Oh yeah. Because it was Mo Gabba Day, who was a famous Orioles fan who passed away, a young child, and Trey Mancini, who also um, had cancer, right? Yes, and, correct. And came back from that. Had a very special relationship with this kid. And they were celebrating him today. And on that day, Mancini, it's a pop fly into the outfield. Should have been caught. Instead, it goes as an inside-the-park home run. And uh, it's kind of one of those things that gives you some goosebumps. Yeah, that's so cool. Yeah, it's really cool. And what what would uh, there's a video of it on social media, but uh, the Baltimore crowd showed their appreciation to Trey Mancini because this is likely going to be his last game because of ahead of the trade deadline. It looks like he might be on the trading block, but uh, he got a standing ovation. Uh, they actually uh, encouraged him to get get out of the dugout and salute the crowd. And, what uh, what do they call standing... that? Is it called a curtain call? Curtain or... call. That's exactly what it's called. That you know. You know, uh, there's things that warm your heart in baseball or in sports. Mm-hmm. That's one of the things that warm my heart. Curtain calls. It's a curtain call. Mm-hmm. Especially, like, in moments like that where they know it's the last, you know, few minutes in that jersey. Crowd goes crazy. Mm. Sometimes heart after a, a good segment, I like to leave the studio and walk back in the door. And... We should have, like, a live audience in there and go, ah, and you just come out here and okay that sounds good but how about one of our just awful segments that we have and then we have to see the booze right to our faces are you ready to face that yeah i don't know if i could handle that how do you think mully would take a live crowd right behind him he would just he's <laughs> is this necessary what are, are those 10 people that's way too many <laughs> <laughs> it kind of depends on how they feel about me if they're enjoying me he would hate the crowd if they're booing me 
he would say, yeah, this crowd. You need to listen to this crowd. This <laughs> I, like, I like this crowd. This crowd. I like this crowd. Why don't we get a few more in here? They know what they're talking about. You know, we talked about trying to dupe him into, like, getting confused. <laughs> we did. You, we actually we did that yesterday. unintentionally did that yesterday. Yeah. When it was, if it was a, an argument between Troy and I, yeah, he'd say, well, I'll take your side. I'll say, oh, really? You'd take my side? And he'd say, well, I don't know. He would be in the middle like a tennis ball going back and forth. <laughs> Didn't know where to where to land. All right, let's take a break. We'll come back when we return to Big Man on Campus, Jeff Nadeau. We'll preview the NFC East. We'll talk Pirates Wolfpack and more. Talking football with the Big Man when we return. Pirate Radio Live after this. You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Beauty Bar Metaspa. Do you want to get rid of wrinkles, tighten and lift your skin, smooth your skin texture, erase veins and brown spots and get rid of unwanted hair? Are you interested in Botox or filler? Visit BeautyBarMetaspa.com to set up a free consultation. Now back to the show. Welcome back. UBE has been an ECU tradition for over 50 years. You can shop online anytime at PirateWear.com. UBE has the biggest bet and best selection of ECU sportswear and accessories for Pirates of all ages. Every day is game day at UBE. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here's Clip Rock. All right, back with you, Pirate Radio Live here on a Thursday. I got to admit, I'm really nervous. I've been doing a lot of cooking lately, something I really never did my entire life. But I've found it to be fun and enjoyable but i have been cooking because i'm scared my my wife's very picky my daughter is somewhat picky i'm not picky at all i'll eat anything i've been cooking basically for myself i did cook for uh myself and my daughter on uh sunday when i attempted for the first time ever to do chicken casserole didn't follow the instructions i put way too much broth in it and it turned into a soup and it was awful and shout out to lily she did say it still tasted okay but i know she was very disappointed so i saw the fear in her eyes i asked her this morning hey uh i'm gonna, I'm gonna cook for you again oh no please don't <laughs> oh, no please and i gave her some options can't she, we just hit a drive through <laughs> she's so polite I, I really gotta nail this one though this is huge tonight i'm gonna go back to the chicken fried rice that was good last week i'm gonna try it again lily enjoyed it she had some leftovers uh so i'm gonna try to make another batch tonight and man i am scared because if i mess this up she'll never eat another dish of mine for the rest of her life and it could shape the way she looks at me as her father well if you ate the leftovers that's a good last time that's right a good sign. i gotta repeat that yeah. performance again oh yeah back to the well you got this but it gave me a new i guess appreciation for chefs and cooks out there not necessarily home like in the home because if like my mom made something bad i would still say it was good because she's my mom and i didn't want to hurt her feelings and it was good i didn't have to lie or anything but like at these restaurants and stuff like you're responsible for like a person's happiness on a night out a complete stranger it's a lot of pressure man and i'm feeling that heat right now now what are you going to cook for again tonight chicken fried rice when did you cook that before last uh last week see now oh okay, okay. I, I would say i thought it, okay because i was getting ready to say it, it sounded like when, initially when you were talking about it that you 
just did it just a couple of days ago. That's what it sounded like. Like the time frame was too. Well, close. it was last last Friday. Last Friday. Okay, so almost a week. Almost ago. a week ago. Yeah. Okay, so that's a little bit of time. Yeah. Because you don't want to cook the same dish right. too close together. I agree, and but I gave her options, and uh, she chose that one. So, so chicken fried rice was her choice. Yeah. Um, okay. I was going to say that you should try live life in the fast lane and try to go back and do the chicken casserole <laughs> just for s and giggles yeah just bang my head against that wall again i'm gonna try it at some point and i'm gonna get it right next time i think what i'll do is just stop by i gotta go to the grocery store and as we learned um with brandon manning here weeks ago there's a chinese restaurant beside every certain grocery store in town Mm -hmm. so i might just get a uh, small chicken fried rice to have as a backup just in case that that's a good idea or I hope they're not listening. You a life vest. Can, you can get chicken fried rice from there and say that you made it. Yeah, like just skip the whole cooking process. Yes. Yeah. No, nah, I, I would not. Nah, don't do that. I want That's the challenge. Just wrong, I'm dude. just, I'm just nervous, but uh, I'm gonna get through it. And thank you guys for your support. I appreciate it. You got this, Clipper. All right, appreciate it. No uh, pressure. Let's uh, head out to the Pirate Radio Live Line. Talk some NFC East. Talk some ECU and more with the big man on campus, Jeff Nadeau, who joins us here on prl on a thursday big man how you doing today doing great clip how are you hey doing great we got uh one week left to go and uh, we'll have some football on the tv raiders and jags in the hall of fame game next week we'll uh might dive into a little college football but talking nfl today and we'll talk nfc east and jeff you you look at all this stuff from a handicapper standpoint how about a fan standpoint, and this will kind of segue us into the NFC East, but as you look at your Eagles uh, beginning training camp, I don't know, storylines, positions to watch, players to watch, what are the biggest, I guess, questions for the Eagles heading into 2022 training camp that fans like you are keeping an eye on? I mean, it's right up top with, with Jalen Hurts. I mean, I think that's obviously the big question. You know, this team on paper, you know, there's a lot of people that think, I mean, I don't think it's out of the question. I think they can't make a run at the Super Bowl. I think they're that good on paper. The truth just is, can Jalen Hurts play to the level of where a quarterback on a high-end playoff team needs to be? Uh, On paper, as I said, defensively and offensively, they're going to have a lot of success. But that's the big question mark coming into the season. You know, can he make the throws? Can he be accurate? Can he make the long bomb uh, to a a Quez Watkins or an A.J. Brown or somebody? That's really the big question. Um, you know, safety is a bit of a question mark as well, but you know, all in all, this is a, a team that on paper looks very good. You can get plus money uh, to take the Cowboys to win the division, um, just about even, and then the Eagles a little higher, and then it goes to Washington and New York. So, if you're looking at it that way, Jeff, are the Eagles the maybe the best bet if you're going to make a bet to to win the NFC East outright this year? I mean, yeah, I think they have to be because you look at the Cowboys; they obviously you know regress. You know, the Cowboys lose, you know, Omari Cooper. You know, the Cowboys lose, uh, you know, weapons that they had. They're not going to have the same guys that, that, that they had before. You know, you look at this, all of a sudden, this receiver group. You know, Michael Gallup's going to start the season on the, the unable to perform list. You see CeeDee Lamb, James Washington, who's been moved around. You know, running back, obviously, is a strength there. Is this offensive line going to be able to bounce back where they were? four or five years ago. they got a lot of young guys up front. You know, does Dan uh, Quinn take this defense to continued higher height? You know, are they good enough on the back end? Um, I think they clearly regressed, and the Eagles clearly 
uh, got better. So I think it's hard to to to, to say that, that the Cowboys on paper should be a favorite. I don't see it. Cowboys win total and uh, sitting at, at 10.5, but you get plus money uh, there for the over under minus 140 what i'm looking at so uh do you like uh i guess if you go let's see over nine and a half minus 175 so cowboys around that that 10 win mark what do you think about 10 11 wins for dallas is that too high uh well the thing about this schedule is i mean the the eagles don't have a particularly uh tough schedule you look at the cowboys though open up the season against tampa that's that's probably a loss your Bengals coming in that's not ideal um, you know, they got to play Washington as well, the Rams in the first six games of the season. I mean, there's a, a possibility. You know, they go one in five or one in four over the first five games. Um, that, that's not great. Uh, th- this is a tough schedule. Raider, Ra- uh, Rams, Bengals, Bucks, Commanders. I mean, that's, that's tough four out of five games. Then you got to go to play the Eagles. Um, you know, the schedule lightens up a little bit with the, the Bears and Lions, but – you know, that seems like a lot of games for them to win. They got to play the Titans later in the season. Got to play the Vikings, so Colts. I mean, that, that's I would go under nine and a half or ten and a half, whatever you said. And I'm looking at these totals now. What's your favorite over? Can the Eagles? Do you like them to get to ten? Can Washington get to eight? Uh, can the Giants get to? Let's see what the Giants are like six. I think uh, seven, eight. Yeah. So I don't know. Washington at. Eight, Philly at ten, Giants at seven. What do you feel more comfortable about there as far as wins go? I mean, I'm going to say this now: the team to watch in this division is Washington, <laughs> because I feel like they've been basically a quarterback away from being a good football team. Defensively, they're very good. I mean, they're, they're going to give up you know 20, 21 points a game. That's where you need to be. They have a strong defensive group. It's really can they get quarterback play. That's kind of been the issue for Rivera and Del Rio. Look, I know that Arson Wentz is kind of a name that people don't want to trust, but when he's healthy and he has a weapon or two to throw to, I think he could be an effective quarterback. question for this group is really going to be up front. I mean, you know, Leno Jr. has been around forever. I mean, uh, Rouye starts the season on the PUP list. In fact, both centers do, I think. Um, is this offensive line good enough? I think that's really going to be the question. You can't win in this league if you don't have a good offensive and defensive line. But for the defensive line, it's strong. But is your offensive line good enough? That's a big question. But if Wentz can stay healthy and upright and get some time to throw the football, if we see the 2018 Wentz, it's a team to keep an eye on. One thing that concerns me about Wentz, Jeff, and it's a stigma now, it's been attached to him at two different spots, Maybe more so Indy uh, in his year there, but it seems like his teammates don't really like him and rally around him. And I don't know if I've seen a teammate come out and say, I don't like Carson Wentz, but there doesn't seem to be a lot of people kind of having his back. And that's not super important, but when you're a quarterback, it is. You got to have guys that'll rally around you, fight for you. I don't know. You you followed Wentz and watched Wentz uh, during his time in Philly. Is that... Is that overblown, or is that something that is uh, should be concerning for a Washington fan like myself? Look, I think he's a nice kid. I think he's you know means well. I think he is though a bit of a of a poor teammate. We saw it here. There was no real evidence of it. It, it was certain articles and things of that nature, and it was always unnamed sources and things like that. But um, you know, I, I think he's just probably frustrated, man. I mean, the truth is, in in Philly, he had one year where he had some guys to throw to. 
Indy never really gave him much. Um, he's constantly in a battle injuries, really back into college. Um, I, I don't know. I think he's a nice kid. I think a lot of it's overblown. I think maybe he could have a, a success and, and a home in, in Washington. We'll see. Uh, but again, as I said, you look at last season, Clip, 23rd in the NFL in you know, sacked per game as far as their quarterback. Not particularly good, needs to be better. Uh, they need to protect him. I think if they can, um, they will, uh, they'll, they'll be fine. Jeff Nadeau joining us on the Pirate Radio Live Line. Jeff, when you look about at the quarterback situation in the NFC East, Dallas has their guy with Dak. Uh, it is a, a big year for Jalen Hurts, as you said earlier. Carson Wentz is kind of year-to-year. If he performs well, he could be the Washington quarterback of the future. If he doesn't, they could go another way, which this franchise seems to always do. And then you got Daniel Jones, who I guess has – played decent enough to give Giants fans hope that he could be the guy, but his time could be running out there in New York. You look at it last year and uh, and the numbers there, almost uh, better as a runner than he is a thrower at this point, has shown some signs, but sounds like Giants fans are just about ready to, to go a different direction there. So uh, you got another make or break year, it looks like, in this division uh, looking at Daniel Jones, right? It seems like everyone and their mother understands what Daniel Jones is outside of Dave Gettleman. <laughs> I will say, for the first time in a while, they made the right hire with Brian Dable. Mm. him a lot. He was tripping in Buffalo. Um, now, Cliff, I'm going to give you some inside information, okay? I'm not going to say who it is. I know someone associated with this football team. I've known him for many years. I saw him recently. Um, and let's just say he wasn't particularly bullish on Daniel Jones. Huh. Just going just to say that. Um, look, I think defensively, I actually think this team's kind of interesting. I think up front they're actually pretty good. I like their linebacker group. You know, getting Kayvon Thibodeau, that's a nice move. I think Julian Love in his second or third year comes into it. Dory Jackson's a nice add. I think this is a decent defensive team. Um, they got a good group up front with Leonard Williams and Dexter Lawrence, who comes over from the Cowboys. Uh, again, though, it's really just about can they move the football. I don't trust Daniel Jones. I think to be a good under team, I think to run the football a lot, seems like all of a sudden they've got a pretty decent offensive line, particularly on the right and left sides at tackle with Thomas and Evan Neal. Um, I, you know, I'm, I'm looking at them from an under standpoint, I, you know. This is the kind of team that will move the football and then turn it over at the 30-yard line and you'll miss out on points. So, yeah, I, I, uh, I'm i not real confident. I'm not bullish at all on Mr. Jones, and I just think he is what he is. I'm looking at some odds. Daniel Jones uh, available to bet on for comeback player of the year, as is Chase Young from Washington. Uh, looking at, I don't know, any of the other – players in this division you're excited about to keep an eye on jeff as far as uh individual award props things like that uh i don't know uh when you look at the weapon cd lamb is this his you know breakout year or now more guys focused on him on that defense and he doesn't get to eat like he has in the past what can terry mclaurin do with carson wentz how about aj brown uh Devontae smith and in philly any players individually you're looking at for a breakout year this year well, I know that I'm going to go back to, you know, a guy like A.J. Brown. I think there, there are people that will make the case that, that he's among the best in football. I mean, he's right up there. And now all of a sudden you've got a, the best offensive line in football. You know, you have a guy that, you know, in Jalen Hurts, who this is why you can't really have an excuse this year if you're him because you have plenty of guys to throw to. I'm just kind of looking at it from an individual standpoint. I'm looking at this defense and saying, 
there are so many interesting names here. You know, and this, on paper, you've got so many fascinating Jordan Davis and, you know, you know Fletcher Cox with all these guys around him. Does he become a better player? You know, Brandon Graham in one of his final years. Darius Slay is one of the best corners in the league. How does he uh, react with Bradbury, who, you know, I was really calling for for weeks. I'm excited on on paper to see the, the kind of move this team makes defensively because um, it's been a couple of rough years. They, they've had a bad pass defense for a lot of years. It'll be interesting to see how they get to the quarterback and how that cuts down on some of their numbers. Um, there were a lot of games that I thought they should have won last year, um, and I think that's just going to show in, in the betting markets they're just going to be a better team to bet on. So I don't know if there's an individual player, but A.J. Brown's going to be interesting. No doubt uh, he will be a, a, a welcome sight to Philly fans for sure. Talking to the big man on campus, Jeff Nadeau, looking around at the NFC East today and just exciting times, Jeff, with training camps getting underway. Um, you've seen some moves this week uh, in the NFL, and Julio Jones goes to Tampa. Uh, you've got the – the we kind of knew this, but the nail in the coffin for Jimmy G and San Fran, as Kyle Shanahan says, we're moving forward with Trey Lance, trying to get a deal done uh, to get Jimmy G somewhere else and get something in return. So you got some moves like that going on. I, did the Julio – does that move the needle at all uh, with him going to uh, join Tom Brady? Uh, no, it kind of reminds you that Antonio Brown stuff, just yeah. kind of going out and adding these guys that definitely have something on, on you know, in the tank maybe left, and, and they'll be an addition to a, a contending team. Uh, Jeff, has it always been this way? Or it almost seems like the NBA with the ring chasing, you got these old vets kind of yeah. following Brady around. I, I don't remember it always being this way. Yeah, I guess it's late in these careers. You, know, you just want a shot to win. You know, Julio's been on a team that, you know, he had that one year where they blew the big lead, but you know, yeah. that, you know, I think he wants to go. And how about that? You know, kind of coming back together with the guy that beat him in that Super Bowl. They gave up the big lead. So, uh, yeah, I, I guess it's, you know, you've seen it. You know, you want to try to win at some point, and he doesn't have many years left, so I get it. Jeff Nadeau joining us today. Jeff, uh, we'll reconvene next week, talk more uh, NFL, some college football. Uh, I don't know, any other uh, college football you, you've got done between us now and, and since we last talked as far as win totals, as far as teams you're looking at, uh, a team you like in college football? Well, it's funny you ask that because I um, I made my first bet of week zero, week one, and I, I actually played East Carolina plus ten and a half. Wow. Uh, I told you that if they got the ten and a half, I was going to fire in on that, and, and, and I saw a ten and a half pop up on FanDuel. I just think it's too many points. I, I, I'm, I feel like that game is one of those like I don't know, twenty-seven, twenty types of games. I think it's a close game. I think it'll be a game where we're kind of looking at the fourth quarter and saying, "Wow, you know, uh, they're hanging around." Uh, ECU is a decent football team. I think they're a bold type of group. They're going to have the angle, which I like playing early in the season. The I'm not calling ECU. I don't think I'm saying anything negative here. They're the little brother in a way to a team like NC State. There's a lot of kids on this roster that maybe were spurned by uh, NC State. You know, I always like playing this in-state kind of thing here. Yeah, I get that. I'm gonna I'm gonna look at it. And I feel like ten and a half is just a bit high. Um, you know, look, thirty-one twenty-one. That's a winner here. So. Um, giving me that 10, I'm happy. Crossing that key number. you know, I think they can hang in this game. They're better in the trenches. I think they have a good, solid quarterback and a good group of weapons. Give me Malik Fleming, baby. 
He do has locked it in for September 3rd, East Carolina and NC State. I like it. Uh, Jeff, anything else we need to know about what you got going on right now? No, just continuing to uh, get ready for football. Uh, Patreon will begin on August 1st. I want to let everybody know, if you enjoy my college football content, I'm going to go over detailed every conference. We're going to go into every team. We're going to talk about every team. Um, get ready for the season. Patreon.com slash BMOC. I'll have some info about that starting on Monday uh, to get involved. By the way, Clint, one other thing. The key in that football game against NC State, holding on to the football. ECU hold the, held the ball almost 33 minutes a game last year. Got to continue to hold the football in games like that. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, <laughs> Patreon gets started on Monday. All right. I feel like we're already starting the Bud Light pregame tailgate. Keys to the game. Uh, ball control. Don't turn it over. I love it, Jeff. You're getting me fired up. So uh, we'll keep the chats going. And before too long, we'll be talking about real football games, previewing real games. Big man, enjoyed it, man. And uh, we'll talk to you next week. Sounds good. Thanks, folks. Big man on campus, Jeff Nadeau, firing us up for some pirate football. 2022 likes the Pirates. He saw that hook. He saw that 10 and a half. He pounced on it and is already on the ECU side for September 3rd's season opener. Let's take a timeout when we return. I'm starting to fall in love with the NFL team for 2022. And I'm going to tell you who that is. And one of the people in Studio A or B is already a fan of this team. I will tell you that team and why I'm falling in love with them. And this is the bad part of training camp. Already one big name carted off. Oh, gosh. Ryan Jensen, who was a uh, pro bowler last year with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, already carted off from training camp. This time of year stinks for that stuff. Uh, but I already saw one happen today. I hate to say it, but this will not be nope. the last name that we hear. Or the, nor the biggest name. Nor the biggest. We'll take a timeout, come back. Uh, got some football talk on the way. And later on this hour, we'll talk to Mark Greenheld's Golf Shop Radio Show. More to go. Pirate Radio Live. We're back with you after this. Listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Beauty Bar Metaspa. Do you want to get rid of wrinkles, tighten and lift your skin, smooth your skin texture, erase veins and brown spots and get rid of unwanted hair? Are you interested in Botox or filler? Visit BeautyBarMetaspa.com to set up a free consultation. Now back to the show. Welcome back. Tommy's Express Car Wash. Come experience the difference at Tommy's. Now open at the corner of Greenville Boulevard and Red Banks Road. Doesn't your car deserve it? Visit Tommy's Express Car Wash today. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here is your host, Clip Rock. Alrighty, back with you. PRL. Just had Jeff Nadeau on. Big man. Already has the Pirates plus 10 and a half. He likes East Carolina with that many points against NC State. Says it's going to be a close game. We'll talk... Uh, a lot more about that one between now and September 3rd. And I uh, felt like we were doing a Bud Light pregame tailgate there for a moment. He already had his keys to the game and everything. So he's fired up. We're fired up, ready for football. Uh, Troy D joining Chandler, Honeycutt, and I in the Pirate Radio studios. Hello, Troy. Good to see you, gentlemen. I love the Pirates and the points. I love the Pirates possibly even outright for that game. We'll talk about it as it gets closer. we still got uh, a little bit of time over a month. But uh, let me say you look great in the gray clip. Thank you. 
As do you, Troy. Thank you, Clip. I didn't think you'd notice. Yeah. You got it. Is that new? No. Oh, no. It's it's actually old. I haven't worn it in a oh, while. Oh, this so old thing? It feels, <laughs> it feels new because I haven't worn it in a couple years. All right. You ever rotate stuff out and then you rotate it back in? Even Bryce and Tyler are like, that's a cool shirt, Dad. I'm like, thanks. I think I picked it up. I got it. Um, one of the coaches gave it to me like a few years ago. All right. That's enough on the shirt. All right. Just saying. So it's a nice shirt. Thank you. Good shirt. Appreciate it. All right. Uh, I'm starting to – we'll talk more. We'll hear from Mike Houston, Holt Nailers, and Miles Berry coming up in hour three of the show as uh, they were uh, at ECU – AAC Media Day earlier today. we got ECU Media Day coming up next month. So a lot of talking. By the way, Friday, Mike Houston will join us on yeah. the show. And Steve Shankweiler, ECU yeah. offensive line coach. So a big ECU football show coming up Friday, 3 o'clock, right here on Pirate Radio Live. Yeah, coach Houston live in Studio 3. Look forward to hearing uh, from him. And a little bit of disrespect we'll have to talk to him about. Uh, Pirates pick six in the conference by the media. The your, damn media. Your thoughts. My thoughts? Yeah. Right now? Mm-hmm. Um, look, Phil Steele has them tied for fourth basically mm-hmm. so alphabetical order they're fourth in the magazine technically could be sixth i think it's fair they're in that second tier behind ucf cincinnati houston and they're in that second tier with smu and memphis they don't play smu this year escape memphis with a win last year i think it's more than being sixth i think it's more about being in that second tier and can they finish at the top of that tier can they get in the top three so I think it's somewhat fair. I guess you could put them ahead of Memphis if you want. Put them yeah. fifth. Mm-hmm. Are they ahead of SMU? We won't get to prove it on the field this year, perhaps. But I think anywhere four through six is is fair. All right. Your thoughts? I think it put a little chip on the shoulder. A little disrespect, I think. I think the guys uh, are going to be better than that. Good. I mean, if this is what yeah. motivates them and changes yeah, them, I mean, is this I what think, they needed? I mean, right. I, I think the perception then, obviously, is still East Carolina's below average, you know, average, right in the middle. Six and six, seven yeah. and five. Right, right. So I think is, that's a fair assessment. Right. I just feel the Pirates going to be a lot better than that this year. I know you feel that way. Yeah. So let's do your AAC power rankings. Who do you got at number one? Uh, East Carolina. Okay. There you go. <laughs> Unbiased uh, prediction from Troy So run the table here. Uh, as I mentioned going into the break, I am starting to fall in love with a football team. And it is a uh, team that someone in these two rooms are a fan of. Is it the Bears? Absolutely not. It is not the Chicago Bears. Is it the Panthers? No way in hell is it the Carolina Panthers. Could it be the Steelers? No. Mitchell Trubisky, it is not. The Dolphins? It is the Miami Dolphins. The Miami Dolphins. Are you serious? I'll, well, Troy, okay, so you're going to question me on this. What do you know about the Miami I'm, Dolphins? I like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, if we're going to pick a team out of Florida. I love the pickup for Brady. Why are you on this segment? <laughs> what do you know about the Dolphins? Nothing. Okay, so how are you yeah. questioning the Dolphins? That's why I'm stunned. The Dolphins? <laughs> <laughs> what do you know about the Dolphins? They have a Dan head coach, back. Mike McDaniel, <laughs> who I love. I love this kid. He is like a mix between a a mastermind football coach and a gaming nerd. He took the picture yesterday. Did you see this, Shirley? Where he took the selfie with all the media. Uh, yeah. So he's doing all the right things from that standpoint. Mm-hmm. When he was at San Francisco... Uh, tremendous offensive coordinator. He coached with LaFleur 
and with McVeigh in Washington mm-hmm. under the Shanahan boys. Right. So he he's this new up and coming offensive guru guy. You mind if I see the picture? He, you're right, Clip. Though he, do, he most unlikely coached by appearance. He is very cool. Uh, when you hear interviews, I think he's going to get the players on his side very quickly. He probably already has. He's African American. Uh, that was something that came up at some point. <laughs> Which is interesting because he's wider than you, Chandler. <laughs> yes. So so he's got that going for him. Yeah. He, I don't love Tua, but I think he can turn Tua into a talented quarterback. They added Tyree Kill, Jalen Waddell, fantastic. Mike Gusecki at tight Their end. tight end's really good. Their division, the Bills are great. The Patriots, eh, maybe a playoff team. Got Teron Armstead? From the Saints, their top tackle is now with the Miami Dolphins, kind of strengthening that offensive line. I'm starting to love the Dolphins, Shirley Rhodes. And first of all, that warms my heart that there's someone else out there that likes the Dolphins. Is I wouldn't say as much as I do, but uh, I, I do like this new this new coach. I mean, honestly, I do, and I like the fact that Tyreek Hill is is really being vocal about That's another his, picture of him, by the way, Troy. Uh, okay. Go ahead, Troy. Uh, I like the fact that Tyreek Hill has really been vocal about his support with Tua because I think, uh, you know, there was a lot of questions, and rightfully so, surrounding Tua and whether or not he can be that franchise quarterback for Miami. I think now he has no excuse uh, this season as far as being productive. He's got the weapons got that he needs. tons of weapons. The fastest receiver duo in football. Exactly. And you bolster that offensive line. He should have no problems getting that ball downfield. So, uh, and if he is not successful, then he's not the quarterback that we thought he was going to be. And they got some decent running backs too, right, for the Dolphins? They have uh, Edmonds, I know. And uh, I just I like I, I just like the coach. I, I like the the up and comer. I like the up and comer rather than the old retread. I, what is the Bears head coach's name? Do you know Troy? Uh, yeah, I do. God, You're I just not going to say I, it. No, I just went blank on it. It is. Um, it's it's weird. It's uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> it's uh Eberfuss or Eberfuss. Ah, uh, Eberfuss. But Matt and Ryan were fired and they replaced them with Matt, with Matt and Ryan, Ryan which yeah. is very strange. So the head coach was Matt. They hired a Matt. They fired a Matt. Hired a Matt. GM was Ryan. They fired a Ryan. They hired a Ryan. That was uh, that was got to be the craziest firing duo, hiring duo. When in the history has the GM and head coach been fired and hired with the same name? Got to be the first time. Yeah. So Eberfuss, I believe. De- definitely by. a first timer. They had to uh, didn't have to change any of the signs on the door, like the signage <laughs> or the all the initials cards. are the same. Yeah, yeah, everything's good. Yeah, Matt was here. So uh, yeah, I don't know. I, well, time will tell with this guy. I'm not like as excited about him as you are, the Dolphins coach. But I am more excited about him than I would have been if they kept uh, what's gonna call it there. Do you know any Bears coach's name other than Mike Dick? <laughs> <laughs> Which is who I would have brought back. Um, you got to get my one guy right. That coached in Carolina. Coach for the Panthers. Oh, Ron. Uh, what? No. no. Ron Rivera was a Who player are you for talking the Bears. About? Uh, John Fox. Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, Fox. Another, I it, another boring guy. Yeah. But he was a good coach. Right. God, I went blank on the guy they fired. It was uh, Matt Nagy. Matt Nagy, yeah. You're going blank a lot. You're shooting yeah. blanks. I think he went back to Kansas City, right? 
Take that uh, hired him back as a coordinator. I have no clue where Matt Nagy I'm pretty, is. I'm pretty today. sure that's where he is now. Matt Nagy I if I'm right is the uh, an assistant for the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah. Good deal, Troy. Wait, wait to know that. Can he hold down Patrick Mahomes in that offense? We'll find yeah, out this yeah, year. Yeah, only thing that can slow him down is Matt Nagy. I don't know. He could be one of those guys like Adam Gase that he just kind of attached himself to good offenses, good quarterbacks, yeah. and made him terrible look good, head coach. And then he takes over. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a similar situation to that. And and players can make a coach too. I mean, that's a pretty big downgrade from Mahomes to what he to what he had with Chicago. Adam Gase, former offense coordinator at the Bears. Some say he was the only one that could work with uh, Jay Cutler. Jay Cutler, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, but I, it, I'll never forget that press conference he did up in. Where he's just, oh, he was yeah. like his buzzed eyes, out of his mind. I can I. It was creepy. I've watched that fifty times, and I can't get past it. I don't know what he was doing. What was happening like, to him? I don't know. I don't know if he was drugged. Yeah. Or what happened? Like it, that it was, was the not weirdest. Normal thing i've ever seen it was not normal behavior at a press conference a precursor to how it would go during yeah. his time bizarre in i believe so. yeah all right let's take a break we'll come back when we return mark greenheld's golf shop radio show joins us we have more defections to the live tour to talk about also greenie a former clemson tiger golfer will uh, talk some clemson and acc football with us as well more to go pirate radio live we're back with you after this Listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Beauty Bar Metaspa. Do you want to get rid of wrinkles, tighten and lift your skin, smooth your skin texture, erase veins and brown spots and get rid of unwanted hair? Are you interested in Botox or filler? Visit BeautyBarMetaspa.com to set up a free consultation. Now back to the show. Welcome back. Winslow's is now 5th Street Hardware Restaurant and Tap Room with a brand new look. Fifth Street also has a new menu and serves lunch and dinner Tuesday through Sunday. Plus, they have brunch starting at 1030 on Sundays. What else is new? Well, they have poker every Tuesday night and trivia on Wednesdays with DJ Captain Morgan. It's a new look, a new look, a new name, and the same location right there on Fifth Street beside the State Theater. Now, let's head back in to PRL. Here is Clip Rock. Back with you, Power Radio Live here on a Thursday Clip Rock, Troy D, Chandler Honeycutt in the Pirate Radio Studio, Shirley Rhodes, CJ Schaefer here as well. Trivia question. Um, so Chandler, your team failed last night. And Conehead, y'all didn't finish first or second either. So you can redeem yourselves now. This active player is tied with Josh Cribbs and Leon Washington for the most kickoff returns uh, touchdowns in NFL history. Name that player. Is he on the Carolina Panthers? He is not. He is in that division. Oh, Cordell Patterson. That is correct. Well done, Chan Man. Just a little nugget for you folks out Rocky there today. Rocky Top. Yeah, there you go. Uh, we had the uh, the team of East Carolina support staff. And, for the uh, final time. And right? Ryan McManus was out there last night joining us one final time before they actually get to work and, uh, and have to coach a football team to victory. But it was good to see those guys at AJ's last night. We'll have Mike Houston in studio coming up 3 o'clock right here Friday on prl and we'll talk to coach shank Shank. steve shankweiler 
in the five o'clock hour as uh we'll get an update on this offensive line which apparently is the best mike houston's had since his uh in his time here at ecu so you're telling me that mike houston will be on pirate radio on friday and monday because, I am telling you that. Because he'll be on the Brian Bailey show, which is back Monday at 12 o'clock. It is all the Mike Houston you can handle. And let's get a preview of that right now. Coach, you excited to be coming on? I'm telling you what. Whoa, who was that? Oh, that was uh, that was the old Raiders <laughs> coach. He slipped into Gruden <laughs> right there. I'm, was that Gruden doing Houston? I apologize. I don't was know what John Houston? <laughs> I don't know if I can do Mike Houston. Just say opportunity a few times. Opportunity. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be opportunity at – we're going to talk – in. Hard news. It's going to be hard news group. We're going to talk on the uh, Brian Bailey show. I, I'm so freaking excited. No. All right. There you go. Uh, hard, Chandler. Hard news. We had a great uh, video with Chandler. With, <laughs> that uh, turned out good, didn't it? Gary Hahn, yeah. John Groot, and Jim Rome. Yeah. So you've been doing a lot of different voices. and It's tough yeah. to get back into Mike Houston. <laughs> Man, I was so ready to do Mike Houston, and something else came out. Man. Uh, it's yeah, kind of yeah. like you just reach into the closet blind and you grab something wrong you grab the wrong outfit yeah and once you get a different voice stuck in your head it's hard to get <laughs> yeah. like oh as a God. person that does occasionally impressions it's tough yeah it's tough yeah it is all right uh let's head out to the pirate radio live line got a lot of guests coming up friday so we're gonna move mark greenheld from friday to right now talk a little golf talk a little football with greeny from the golf shop radio show greeny how you doing on this uh thursday I'm doing great. Feels like a Friday, right? It does. Uh, we're coming to you on a Thursday today. And, uh, Greeny, you remain red hot. You told us last week, uh, I think you had a, a three-week winning streak when it comes to picking winners uh, on the PGA Tour. And you told us last Friday that Tony Finau uh, was one of your picks for last weekend. Sure enough, he gets the win. So I think you're the hottest golfing handicapper in America right now. Is that fair to say? It is, and I'd like to thank Scott Piercy for absolutely laying the thought over it on the back nine last week to keep my streak alive. <laughs> well, while we're at it, give us another winner this week. What are you uh, keeping an eye on this weekend? Man, so this is, a, again, a, you know, we talked about it before that the Wyndham is the final event, which is next week uh, for guys to get positioning. So that's what we're looking again this week. Um, you know, and the good news is the PGA Tour site has a live projected standings going on right now. And, again, it's what you usually see. You see a few guys in, a few guys out. So right now there are four guys that coming into this week were in, and the, those, the four guys are Nick Taylor, Chesson Hadley, Kramer Hickok, and Ricky Fowler uh, were 121 through 124, and they are now currently 126 through 129. So, again, this is something to watch for is, you know, which guys are sliding out this week and do they have to try and turn it around next week to get back in. So, But it only seems to be, you know, two, three, four, maybe five guys that uh, that are under the gun uh, this week and next week. All right, Mark Greenheld's Golf Shop Radio Show, trying to stay red hot as uh, we're looking forward to the Wyndham coming up next week. It'll be here in the state of North Carolina. HP3 will be back on uh, the course, so looking forward to that, Greeny. And uh, how is the the field there? Is it looking like a good one coming up, uh, you say? Yeah, it's usually a pretty decent field. Uh, you know, we've been down the last few weeks on the PGA Tour just because of, uh, you know, the guys that went over and played in the Scottish Open, then played in the Open Championship and, and haven't come back and played, and they got the playoffs coming up, and they needed a little bit of a break. So um, I, I think you'll see a few more guys. I mean, you saw a few more come into the Rocket Mortgage this week. You'll probably see a few more come in next week to the Wyndham. 
and then off to our three playoff events, and then we'll see uh, how haywire things get with the uh, Live Golf League at that point. Yeah, and that uh, re- remains to be a topic with Bubba Watson in the news, Charles Barkley uh, perhaps in the news, maybe a former president uh, in the news. It seems like Liv continues to stay in the headlines. And I'm wondering, Greeny, is is there ever is it going to be a cutoff, or is there still is just going to be a constant trickle of one guy this week, two guys this week, maybe nobody the following week, two guys, you know, or will there be a kind of line drawn in the sand here where you're either PGA or you're, you're live? How do you think this thing plays out, say, the next uh, few weeks, months, and, and even year? Well, it's going to get interesting because now they're talking about 14 events for next year, right? And they're going to have a set field, right? So at some point, you're going to have to declare if you're going or not. And they're going to have a set field of 48 guys. Now, how they get to that 48 is is another thing that's up for debate because, um, you know, there are already guys that have played in an event or two that don't get to play this week because other guys have uh, have gone over to the league. So uh, they're ultimately going to have to have a qualifying tournament to see who gets in. So this is where it all starts to get a little weird for me because, you know, you're you're probably paying guys to come over and play and then they may not be able to play because they may not make the cutoff. They're talking about having some kind of qualifying relegation, this, that, and the other thing. And the only way to make their true team thing work is to actually have, you know, set teams, 12 set teams with the 48 players and all of them playing all the events. So you got to look forward to possibly guys qualifying. If you don't qualify and you're suspended from the PGA Tour and the DP World Tour, especially the European Tour, now what do you do, right? Now where do you go? Um, they're also talking about if they don't get the official world ranking points, you know, they have an affiliation with the Asian tour. Do guys start going playing on the Asian tour and trying to get uh, world ranking points? But the Asian tour traditionally doesn't get a lot of world ranking points. Um, you know, and what you see is that, you know, there was somebody that uh, a, a Twitter handle uh, that does tracks official world golf ranking points. And in terms of his predictions, he's saying that by the end of 2022, all of the live players will be outside of the top 50 in the official world golf rankings. And by the time the cutoff for Augusta comes around in March of next year, they'll all be outside the top 100. Hmm. Uh, and you, so you see how quickly things fall. I mean, Bubba Watson hasn't played in nine weeks on the PGA tour because of injury. And he's gone from 69 to 86. So he's dropped 17 spots just in the nine weeks that he hasn't played. That's how quickly this can happen. And that goes back to Tiger's point when he was asked at the Open Championship and he started talking about, you know, like an amateur, the the top amateur that goes and plays in the Live League, he doesn't have any world ranking points. He may never have any world ranking points. He may never get into a major championship. Us, you know, all of us that played golf competitively at some level, at some point in our youth, we were on the putting green against our buddies making a putt to win the Masters, the Open Championship, the U.S. Open, the PGA, he may never get that chance. Wow. Yeah, and it's just a matter of, you know, is there a legality? I mean, can they do anything about that to reverse that? Because it sounds like you're either you're jumping for the money for this new opportunity and giving up all the things you probably hoped for when you were being raised as a golfer, those those majors, the Ryder Cup, all that stuff. So it's uh, it sounds like a pretty big price uh, if you – are in it for the history, tradition, that kind of stuff, if you do jump over to the Live Tour. 
Well, and, I mean, guys are talking, it's not about the money. I get to play when I want. I get to play less. Yeah. You know what? Now, let's say you get in the majors, right? You're playing your 14 live events. You're playing four majors. You're at 18 events. You only have to play 15 on the PGA Tour. What are you complaining about? Like, all of this stuff doesn't make any sense. We're, we're not in it for the money. We're in it to play less. We're in it to spend more time with our family. Okay, I can, I can tell you that, okay, the money is really the only thing that you're getting out of this because you're going to have to travel all over the world because there are going to be events all over the world. So you're going to have more time away from your family from a traveling perspective. Now you're talking about playing at least 14 events all around the world. You know, none of it makes sense from that standpoint. So, uh, you know, all it's doing is fracturing the game. It's not growing the game. They could have, again, gone back and done it the right way and and scheduled it around the PGA Tour and the European Tour schedule, and they could have made it work. But they, but Greg Norman chose to go scorched earth because he's had a thing against the PGA Tour <laughs> his entire life since he tried to do this. And that's been the biggest issue. Now, when you look at the LPGA, Again, they may come back to the LPGA, and they may schedule it around LPGA events, and then that proves that it works if they had just had the correct conversation. Interesting stuff. Mark Greenhelge, Golf Shop Radio Show, joining us today on Pirate Radio Live. Greeny, we, uh, we talk a little football with you as we're leading up to the fall and excited about it. ACC Media Days this week. Clemson Tigers picked to win the Atlantic, picked to win the ACC. No huge surprise there, but you do have NC State and Wake Forest kind of sitting there at the Atlantic on the other side in the coastal. Who knows who's going to win that side, but Miami picked to win it. So I guess the biggest competition comes right there in your in your own division, maybe with the Wolfpack and the Deacons this year, right? Yeah, and, uh, you know, I, I, again, Clemson handled Wake Forest last year when Wake Forest was having a really good year. Uh, kind of blew them out, actually. Um, and NC State comes to Clemson this year, so obviously Death Valley, uh, the Tigers seem to be able to win in Death Valley, so you got to look at those two games as saying, well, you know, maybe they're not going to be as much of a problem. I still look at that Notre Dame game uh, on the road up in South Bend as the one that uh, is the hurdle for Clemson. Um, again, I all going to come down to quarterback play. Uh, I, I think everything else is just going to go from that standpoint, and we'll we'll see what happens. I mean, DJ's got to step up, and I, I, again, I don't. I think with the the pipeline of quarterbacks that we have, I mean, the fact that you have Cade Klubnik, you know, next, and then you have the next kid coming in. If you had to yank DJ, is it necessarily a bad thing if he ends up getting yanked and transfer? Probably not at this point because you've got a little uh, a little fight coming in from the quarterback position behind him. Greeny, good stuff. Always enjoy our weekly chats, talking golf, talking football. We'll do it again with you next week. What do you guys have planned for Saturday's edition of the Golf Shop Radio Show? Well, we are going to talk to our man, Bill Bender, as always. And then one of our uh, longtime sponsors, Encore Golf, has a new golf ball that's going to be coming out in the next month. Uh, Encore has the Vero X1. They're going to come out with the Vero X2 to go along with the fact that they've already added the Elixir for 2022, a new version of that. Uh, we'll go check in with the tournament director of the Wyndham Championship, Mark Brazel. And then since Live Golf won't let anybody from their actual company come talk to us, we're going to go up to Bedminster up in New Jersey and talk to, uh, I believe it's New England Golf Weekly's Tom Gorman, who's actually going to have boots on the ground um, at the golf course and hmm. find out what the atmosphere is like at a Live event. Interesting. All right, sounds good. We'll be locked in 8 a.m. to 10 a.m. Saturday morning right here on Pirate Radio. Greeny, enjoyed it, man. We'll uh, catch up with you again next week, and good luck keeping your uh, streak alive here. 
right. Well, I'll keep trying. Thanks a lot. Have a good one. Thank you. Mark Greenhouse, Golf Shop Radio Show. Joining us, check it out Saturday, 8 to 10 a.m. right here on Pirate Radio. We'll take a timeout, come back. Hour three on the way. We'll hear what Mike Houston, Holt Nailers, Miles Berry had to say today at AAC Virtual Media Day. It was all handled over Zoom. We'll, uh, we'll get those comments your way. Troy D will be here, Chandler Honeycutt, the crew, and we'll make you a winner. It's all ahead. Big Hour 3 on tap. More to go. Pirate Radio Live after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Brown and Wood is your home of the best selection of GMC, Cadillac, Buick, and Mazda in Eastern North Carolina since 1937. Shop their entire inventory online at brownandwoodauto.com or visit them on Greenville Boulevard. Brown and Wood, Greenville's number one dealership and the home of the lifetime powertrain warranty. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here is your host, Cliff Brock. Hour three on this Thursday. Cliff Brock, the Chan Man, Troy D, inside the Pirate Radio studio, Shirley Rhodes, and CJ Schaefer here as well. And a big announcement made at noon today on our social media platforms about upcoming guests throughout the football season here on pirate radio and uh we're not going to wait till the season starts we're going to get that going soon troy d but we announced eight members of the ecu football team as part of our delcor players lounge for this football season those names were miles berry isaiah winstead jeremy lewis keaton mitchell ryan jones adding those guys to the mix we'll have holt nailers xavier smith Raji harris coming back from last year a great group of guys and looking forward to talking to them throughout this 2022 ecu football season yeah this is a a great thing with the uh the new deal with the ncaa that we can work with these guys directly and this is one of the positives to come out of that and um have these guys on every week for the pirate nation to hear we're going to start at monday clip august 1st is this monday the monday guys report august 2nd but uh the report here to pirate radio coming up monday at three o'clock so we're gonna get to know these guys and a lot of them you may already know pretty well you know holton's story has been told pretty good but uh things keep on look there's constantly things going on and changing so we'll get the latest with with holton as they get ready to report for camp and really looking forward to talking to some of these new guys that we haven't had a chance to uh, get to know as well yet so a lot of stars clip these guys are going to be playmakers this year on this team and uh, i am really excited about this uh, elite eight group that we have with us this year we'll catch up with holden uh, he tweeted out 16 minutes ago he said another solid week in mobile with qb country time to go camping now so uh what a busy (laughs) offseason he's had he's been a lot of different places uh getting a lot of different tutelage and also uh doing some teaching himself down at the manning passing academy so he has been working hard this offseason and uh, we get a full update on uh what he's been up to and uh talk to the other guys as well coming up on monday excited about that yeah it's it's cool i mean we talk to the coaches all the time but we started this last year as you guys know almost as an experiment and it went so great uh we we took it into baseball season that obviously was a success and we're looking forward to doing it again with uh these football guys this year so i think it's it's great for them it's great for us it's great for the pirate nation do we start it this early last year 
Yeah, we started, started in the off season. Yeah, we started uh, fall in camp. August. Yep, yeah, about the same time. There yeah. was. Were, a, were you here last year? I know you're newer to Pirate Radio. Yeah, <laughs> this is my first year. Yeah, welcome aboard, though. You're doing a great job. Thanks. And my name's not Chad. Chad, Pirate Radio athlete, which is what I was known as to Troy for about three years. Yeah, you had to graduate to Chandler status. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, you did a great name. job as Chad. Yeah, I like that do young you, man. Do you, do you miss Chad? I kind of do. <laughs> <laughs> We could use more chat around here and yeah. less Chandler sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Ch- um, more chat, less Chandler. Troy, I remember when I came in, like my favorite thing to do here at Pirate Radio was go out to practice, talk to the players. Mm-hmm. And back then, I'm talking like 08, 9, 10, uh, early teens. We basically requested a boatload of players. Yeah, and you get two? And no, and I'm talking back then, we get how many ever we wanted, really. And we'd be out there, we'd talk to them. And it started getting less and less. And I did at the time think ECU did a not so great job of promoting athletes themselves within the program. It was all about us talking to them. Mm-hmm. Well, that took a major shift where now they do an awesome job uh, in house of promoting athletes, talking to them. And it, I guess in conjunction with that, we get less and less. Now with the NIL, we're able to talk to these guys again and it kind of, it's like a yeah. throwback to me yeah. being able to talk to all these guys get them for 5 10 15 minutes and uh, get to know them and i think it's great for yeah. everybody uh, well, involved yeah nowadays like the press conference they may only bring two guys they don't ask who you're requesting they'll bring whoever they want to yeah bring and you and barely get any time with the players at yeah. all so this is a great way for us to get to know these guys on a personal level and really kind of see what's going on with the team from their perspective and the, the ones that are playing it which is uh, definitely the most you can make an argument the most important perspective no doubt and uh, it's gonna be a lot of fun uh hanging out with the guys from last year and also meeting the new faces on the delcor players lounge beginning on monday so that's awesome chad moore says he could be available to hang out from time to time if you want to bring in a chad to replace well, chandler well you know we gotta keep, keep that, that on in the mind. table yeah. yes Chandler, if you're on this thin is ice, crazy we... though because a lot of people say don't be like a Chad, but now right. you guys are wanting wanting me to be like a Chad. We, want, we yeah. need you to be a Chad. You need me to be more Chad like. <laughs> Show more Chad like qualities around yeah. here. All right. Uh, also today, Troy D. AAC Media Days. Troy is uh, he's upset. I've had my feathers ruffled. Yeah, over this. He's I'm taking a, it personal and a bit of a tizzy. I don't. I saw this and I was offended when I saw this. I really was a little stunned. East Carolina picked sixth in the league. I think it's insulting to this team and these coaches. And I, I'd be kind of miffed by it, and I'd be out to prove them wrong. Should they be picked over Memphis? No. What do you mean? I mean, yes. <laughs> that was a leading question, and I didn't get the answer I thought I was. <laughs> this is just outright disrespectful. I was they, already ready to say no, and you asked They should be dead last. <laughs> All right. Should they be picked higher than Memphis? Yes. No. Should they be picked higher than SMU? No. Yes. All right. That puts them in fourth. Should yes. they be picked higher than UCF? Well, I mean, I, we. Sh- yes. Why? Because we could have beaten UCF last year. But we year, didn't. They we'll beat, beat us. But we'll beat them this year. We're going to be better than UCF this year. All right. Should they be picked over Houston? I don't know. I mean, I think that's where it gets a little... So you got them at third. At least third. Yeah, I put them in third. Right. Feel yeah, still... Uh, I don't want to be a complete homer. I'll put them at third. Right. Feel still with the Pirates in uh, at fourth in his preseason poll. Yes, but tied for fourth. And East Carolina is first alphabetically, which puts them in fourth. He did a whole tie. He did, he did like I said. He's got tears. He's got he kind of. I don't know if it's a cop out, but he's got the top three tied, and then the next three tied. 
He's got UCF, Houston, and uh, Cincinnati as a group. Hmm. And then he's got Memphis, SMU, East Carolina as a group. Tears are a thing now. A lot of tears. Uh, and Troy Al- crying tears after this announcement. <laughs> and Al- turkey tears. Alex asking a good question on our Facebook Live social media comment page, which runs alongside the live feed. So you can comment on the show. Thank you for time. explaining that. For yeah. folks that don't know. You something. know what? I'm so glad you did because I had not a clue. Well, I know. Chad would understand, but Chandler is <laughs> I'm, in, I'm in my Chandler mode. <laughs> um, Alex, had any chance for Pirate Radio athletes with basketball this year? I would love I, that. I will say yes. I'm there a is basketball a guy. I think part of the – it was a – I will say this. <laughs> last year it was, a, it was a logistic issue too. Basketball season – football and baseball season are – there's it's a little bit easier with the way the schedule is to be able to orchestrate these guys basketball is a little bit more difficult with their schedule but um let me say it is a definite it's on the table and a definite maybe that we and maybe we you know don't have you know like eight we have eight football players maybe we just have a couple basketball players but it is something that we are looking into and like you said a while ago we were like testing the waters with this stuff last year yeah. and it was such a success that yeah. now, <clears throat> now we can kind of maybe think about getting some basketball players in here which would be cool yeah i mean such heck, a busy schedule for those guys in basketball that's yeah, after ecu started zero and two in football and zero and three in baseball i was saying can we do less of this oh i know i was <laughs> I, I could go back and read the text from clip and, yeah you know oh, great and, idea way to go troy awesome stuff thanks this for setting me fun. up yeah and, and both and programs like, bouncing back i said stay the course there's gonna be it's not a roller coaster it's not all ups and sometimes, then sometimes the down part sets you up for a bigger up and then when the team started winning bandwagon troy came in and joined me on the interviews it's kind of interesting how that happened i can see those texts too i was at the front end and the back end of these interviews <laughs> but you knew it you knew they were gonna have a good year yeah, and football and baseball so you said if you it go up. back and hear the monday show after we lost that home uh the series to what was that damn team i can't even and bat, bryant and bryant i absolutely said this is not this is still going to be a great season for baseball that people just need to calm down it's a long season i saw a lot of positives out of that weekend they shouldn't have gotten swept what positives did you see the, you don't the, know what you saw I, out of that go weekend. back and listen to that shit i remember you saying that and but you, what positives you will do you say remember? that troy d is a damn clairvoyant you're making up clairvoyant. stuff right <laughs> saw a lot of positive visionary clairvoyant i saw that one guy i don't know his name he was good you did you called it you should have stopped there when you, you you went too far, you always go too far. You always do one more. Well, now, <laughs> you know Troy Troy I hope you're not. I hope you know that you're you weren't alone in this. Brandon Manning was also high on the Pirates throughout the year. Two of the smartest people he I was. know. Yeah, Brandon Manning, former Pirate, great. Changed the landscape. He left a lasting impression <laughs> on ECU baseball. Yeah, according to the PA announcer, they don't tell you what type of impression. Not at all. That could be a bad impression. There's a stench that's still yeah. in the locker room. Boy, who passed gas in here? All right, Pirates pick six. We heard from Mike Houston. You want to hear uh, from Coach Troy? Yeah, let's do it. We'll talk to him tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, he was asked how big of a test will it be for East Carolina to face off against NC State in the season opener? Well, I think it's a big game right out of the gate. You know, uh, you know, NC State had a great year last year. Uh, Dave's done a great job building that program there. Um, you know, it's, it's you know they're talking. This is you know this maybe is the best uh, NC State team that they've had. Um, so you know right out of the gate, you know you'll you'll go up against a stiff opponent. Uh, but you know but we like our team. Uh, it's going to be a great game. Uh, really excited we have them here at home. Uh, we expect a full stadium, so 51,000 
uh, Pirates here to greet them. Uh, so it's just uh, we're really excited about the matchup. I love the uh, lightsaber sound effects in the middle of yeah. the comments. <laughs> that adds to the production value. Uh, Mike Houston was asked what he wants to accomplish in the first couple of practices next week. Well, you know, we talked uh, last uh, last week before we broke, um, you know, for this discretionary week. Uh, we talked as a team. Um, and just, you know, with the experience we have back, and really it's the first time we've had experience like this. Um, you know, I expect us to look like a really good football team day one. Uh, you know, it's there's really no excuses not to. Uh, the guys that are going to be on the field, you know, in the two deep are guys that have played a lot of ball. Uh, they've been in the system. Uh, they've been in our program. Uh, so we expect to be playing at a pretty high level right out of the gate. And I think that should, you know, translate into uh, game day starting September 3rd. I guess that's when Brought they were by Star Wars. <laughs> what was that? Was that when they were showing highlights? That's where they blew the budget for the A's this year with the sound effects. <laughs> right when you guys say we don't do things special. Yeah, you're there right. are that's... there are other uh, audio cuts in here where all of a sudden music just randomly starts playing <laughs> well, this, in the middle of the audio yeah, cut. Well, this, so. is, this is P six audio this right is here. Big time production yeah. value. This that's is, not uh, us adding it. By the way, no. I have to clear the air. No, this not. is that is a conference deal. Uh, he said something there. He expects his guys to be ready day one. Uh, it reminds me, we talked to uh, Kendrick Parker yesterday, South Central, and uh, he played college football at Elizabeth City State. Said, you know, back then you go to fall camp to get ready for the season. Now in college, high school, NFL, you show up to camp ready to roll. You, you got to be ready then. There's no more getting ready. You have to be ready from when you step on fall camp. It's the truth. You know, and I, I'm I'm watching it from my son's eyes. He, he's a rising ninth grader. He's going to be at Rose High School. The day so middle school ended on a Friday, whatever day that was in June. Pre like summer camp for football started that Monday. He had that that weekend, and he's been in camp for the last two months. <laughs> Every day, so it hasn't really stopped. I mean, they, no, because... they have a dead period. They have a you know over July fourth, they have a period where they mandate they can't really practice official or to work out but it has never stopped and now august 1st coming monday is they started you've been talking to a lot of these coaches then they can officially start practice so right. this is just kind of preseason summer drills you know they call going it through the motions yeah i mean they, they they're in the gym they're lifting uh they're they're running their butts off they're, there's a little not a ton of contact but they're doing plays you know uh scrimmaging stuff like that but it's never stopped. But when they come, you know, if someone reports August 1st, then they're behind. Right, yeah. Like, they, they now at this point, if you report August 1st, you're not taking it serious. If you haven't been through summer camp, then you're not really wanting to play. Yeah. And it's and, like, and that is every level now, even starting at junior high. Yeah, JV it's high. Start, it starts talking, at junior high that right. way. Uh, so his guys uh, need to be ready to go. It sounds like they will be with our chats with Holt Naylor. So a lot of work with just the players this offseason. All right, uh, Troy, you're going to have to figure out a good way to word the question to get a good answer from Mike Houston on this tomorrow. He was asked, I believe by Stephen Igo, will you use the AAC preseason poll as uh, motivation? Well, I haven't seen the preseason poll, so it's, uh, you, you bring it up the first I've heard of it, but uh, really haven't cared about anything preseason-wise in the past and not going to start now. Uh, you know, what we do on the field and what we earn uh, will be how our season is measured. And, uh, you know, we're really interested in that postseason standing more than anything preseason. All right, so Troy, a challenge to you for Friday. Let's see if you can get a, uh, a good response from Mike Houston on that. Um, 
Yeah, I, I think I think you kind of heard it. He'll just kind of rephrase what he just said. It's not preseason polls he's worried about. It's postseason polls. Yeah, and and you hear Cliff talk about that a lot of times. Don't get now in ECU baseball gets ranked a lot preseason. He's got a downplay. Hey, I'm not worried about preseason. I want to be ranked at the end of the season. I'm guessing ECU basketball coaches have not used uh, being picked last every year as motivation. Not not to this date. <laughs> uh, if they have, it hasn't worked as well. Maybe this year. Uh, I'm gonna ask Steve Shankwire. I was over at the basketball facility today. Clip. Actually, tell us about it. Are you well, th- uh, no, I, I was. Well, I was just over there for some business and. Um, so this was actually, not pleasure. This was business. This was business. This was yeah. leisure. And uh, the, actually, the last day, uh, Mike Schwartz has a basketball camp going on. Looked very successful. A lot of kids over there. And I was in like my official coach's gear. I think I like when I walk over there in this thing, they think like I'm an assistant coach. Anybody I, call I bet, you coach? I, I bet they do. <laughs> have like an all access pass. Just walk around. Oh kids my God, are coming up. That's a coach. That's a that's a that's a coach. See football or basketball? Some people need to hear that. If you look like and act like you're supposed to be there, yeah. odds are nobody's going to. Well, with ask this gear you. and setup, and yeah. I had I had the Adidas shoot, you know, my Ultra Boost on. I was full coach mode today. <laughs> in in uh, what is the annex called where the hall of fame area is yeah walking around there yeah. yeah oh yeah good deal but nothing to report no, nothing to report just that they're getting you know they're working hard to mm-hmm. you know have a big season next like time it. you go over there uh dress up in a suit and a checkered hat who's that bear Bryant. bear Bryant. i get it but why i don't get just it. just to see what would happen we're not then you Tuscaloosa. really look like then you really look like a coach. <laughs> Thank you, Chad. From the, from the 70s. <laughs> yeah. Uh speaking of motivation, I am going to ask Steve Shankweiler tomorrow about being left off Big Game Boomers top uh 50 offensive line coaches list. Ignore the noise. See, I I can't wait to hear I what he has to say. I thought you weren't going to recognize that site. I'm only going to recognize it to the coach that was left off. He's going to say what the hell is that? <laughs> I know, I'm ready for him to say Big that. Big Game Boomer. Yeah. <laughs> and uh the, that is a total sign. You'll talk about being ticked off. That is a big time disrespect steve shankweiler being left off that list he is one of the most seasoned veteran offensive line coaches in the nation well said yeah that he is uh we'll talk to him coming up on friday all right let's uh let's get a break in we'll come back we'll hear from Holt naylor's miles berry also troy d been busy one-on-one with john gilbert yeah great interview with him available to download now apple podcast spotify soundcloud it's right there also You can hear it coming up at 6 o'clock tonight on Pirate Radio. We'll uh, feature some of that conversation, Troy Day, coming up on the other side. Sounds good. Look forward to it. All that and a giveaway on tap. Hour 3, Pirate Radio Live rolls on after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Do you want to get rid of wrinkles? How about tighten and lift your skin? Smooth your skin texture, erase veins and brown spots and get rid of unwanted hair. Are you interested in Botox or filler? Contact the licensed professionals at Beauty Bar Medispa on Red Banks Road in Greenville. Free consultations are available by calling 752-1406 or visiting beautybarmedispa.com. Enjoy your visit. Love your transformation. Now let's head back into PRL. Here's Clip. 
Back with you, hanging out with Troy D and Chandler Honeycutt on this hot Thursday. Hot. The, uh, I was in the truck today, and the temperature said, I actually took a picture of it because I didn't think you guys would believe me. You was, took a picture? Oh, uh, 106. Good grief. The temperature. Yeah. At what, let me see what time it was. It's hot out there. Uh, now, I could, that might have been the feel-like temperature, but that's what it was registering at, at the uh, outdoor temperature. At 134 today. 106. 106 in the greater Greenville metropo- metro area. That is uh, I was going to say ridiculous. metropolitan, but that's a big word. That's too much. Yeah. That is too much. Too hot. All right, let's uh, let's hear more from AAC Media Day. Let's hear what the quarterback had to say, Holton Aylers. We'll talk to him Monday right here inside the Delcor Players Lounge on Pirate Radio Live. But uh, Holton was asked, let's go, uh, let's talk uh, Holton Aylers too, Shirley where he talked about forming bonds, because he's got returning receivers, of course, his big tight end, Ryan Jones, but also some new receivers. He talked about forming those bonds this offseason with the guys. Yeah, it's always important um, to have to have chemistry with your receivers. I um, mean, you know, obviously, we got some new guys coming in that are going to play big roles for us, and you know, that's what the offseason's for, though. Um, they've played a lot of snaps, too, in college football, just because they haven't here. Um, doesn't mean they haven't played a lot of snaps in general. So um, they're pretty experienced, too, just, just getting – a feel for them you know what they like where they like the ball to be on certain routes you know how they how they like to look just the little things um through the offense through the routes that we can connect on just timing thing but a lot of that comes from camp too i mean we go for a straight month um practicing pretty much every single day um against you know full competition with our defense one versus one so um a lot of that will come then i mean during the offseason you just try to work on timing um anticipation just just try to Kind of like I said, just get a feel for where they like the ball, you know, where they, they like to back shoulder it, do they like to catch it on the run, and just little things like that. Hold nailers. Been working with his guys. While I'm talking, if you could mix in some awful music and some Star Wars uh, sound effects, I'd appreciate it. This is American Media Day. What in the world? All right. Disgusting. So Holt Naylor's there. Uh, let's hear from Miles Berry. Let's hear uh, number two, Shirley Rhodes, as he talked about the offense versus the defense battle. How does he improve himself and his defense when going on that tough pirate offense in practice? Oh, it's it's, it's very tough, you know, going against Holton. Uh, I've been going against Holton for years now, so uh, sometimes we're kind of cheating off each other because he knows some of my tendencies. I know some of his. Uh, same with Keaton and Rajay. Uh, Keaton is a shiftier back, so me as a linebacker, I have to be at a certain level of discipline and I have to really focus on my technique when tackling him. Rajay is a physical shifty downhill runner also, so I make sure I have to, you know, bring my stuff when I'm tackling him. Uh, but it's iron sharpening iron. And, and with that, with that competition every day, that's going to lead us into having a great season uh, this year because we're, we have to work every day and we're constantly making each other better. Probably the guy I'm most excited to get to know uh, is Miles Berry. You hear him there, great young man, and uh, everything you hear about him, Troy, uh, just a, a true pirate and student athlete and, and everything you want in a guy. Yeah, I'm so glad we are able to uh, get him involved with us this year as a pirate radio athlete. I've really enjoyed getting to know him and an awesome personality. Yeah. You know, separate from a, a football player, just a fun guy to talk to. So yeah. I think that's he's going to be a, a great addition. and. Uh, I do. I, the sound effects are so distracting. It sounds like they added a guitar on that one. You got to fight through um, them. It really adds nothing to these cuts. Well, I, who, just imagine the uh, producer in the room. He's like, all right, Miles is going pretty good here, but you know what would be better? Throw in Country Song 4 and then give me Lightsaber Battle with Darth Vader here. 
Perfect. Well, well executed. All right, now shut Nailed it off. It. Yeah. Shut it off. Quick, quick ending. Quick, quick ending. Yeah. Abrupt. So, sometimes, as you guys know, we're in the you know production business when it comes to audio. Adding music, the right music, the right beat behind something can bring it to life. Shirley Rhodes, and, a, and, an expert at that, yeah, with our commercials. Absolutely. With our you do a good job with a two-clip yeah. on production. But sometimes it can really become a distraction. Yes. That's why I say these is what I, I would call these comments, leave them dry, which means no audio, nothing behind them. Okay. They've done, they've done a disservice to these young men. I can't wait to hear another cut now. Let's see what they did with Miles Berry for Shirley. He was asked about being in Blake Harrell's defense for another year and Blake Harrell continuing to add things. How comfortable, how much fun is Barry having in that defense? Here's what he said. Yeah, so with, with Coach Harrell coming back, this is the third year in the defense now. And with that, the guys on all the guys on the defense have just a certain level of confidence that we really never had before. Um, and now it's not just knowing your position and knowing the roles and responsibilities of your position, but now we're learning everybody's position. So we're all working on the same, uh, same platform. We're all working as like a fine-tuned machine. And I feel like that will definitely carry over into this season. You saw it uh, the second half of last season. Defense was rolling strong. And we're going we're gonna to carry that, that momentum into this year, to camp. All right. Uh, you know what happened there? Troy heard nothing of what Miles said because he was waiting for the music. Now they've got us thinking, when is it coming in? Am I right, Troy? Totally, totally called a clip. Because <laughs> I, so, I was doing it for a while. I know. And I was like, no, I need to focus on Miles. See, now, now they listen to me and they don't put it on. The old change up. Yeah. They got you with the curve. Did. Man. Uh, well done, producers. You got us that time. Uh, they really set us up. Oh, man. Looking forward to hearing uh, more from those guys coming up Monday right here on Pirate Radio Live. Uh, Troy D. talked to John Gilbert. Uh, we'll hear a comment from that when we return on Pirate Radio Live. How about right now, Shirley Rhodes? We open up the booty bag, though, here on a Thursday. Booty, 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 booty everywhere. Booty, 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 booty everywhere. All right, let's make you a winner on this Thursday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Shirley Rhodes, what are we giving away today? How about a shrimp taco lunch courtesy of Chico? One of my favorites. Go ahead, Troy. I, I like when you give your your tips when going to Chico. All right, I've been I've been eating a little lighter at Chico's lately. I actually had dinner there last night. This is uh, was not planned, but it was it's hot, so I don't want to go too heavy. Yeah. So I went with the spinach quesadilla, hmm. hold the ranchero sauce. So it's just the spinach case and the quesadilla. Hmm. You know the flour tortilla. Yeah. Double cooked extra crispy so very healthy very light yet still filling troy d's tips you've got a bunch of them when it comes side to chico's. of uh, it comes with a side of lettuce and tomato you could write an entire book you can dip on how to eat chico's on the they give you an italian dressing to use to it's delicious all right there you go uh shrimp tacos always a winner at chico shirley what call are you looking for six Call six three one seven twelve fifty we're back with more right after this
You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Hey, Pirate Nation, the Pirate Radio football kickoff party is approaching fast and tickets are on sale right now for only 10 bucks. 100% of the ticket sales will be donated to local charities. You can join Pirate Radio on Thursday, September 1st at the State Theater in downtown Greenville featuring 80s music by the famous uh, Breakfast Club, plus many more special surprises, including the Clydesdales will be in town for our party as well. Go to PR927FM.com to get your tickets before they sell out. And congratulations to Jay Searles of Winterville. Picked up a shrimp taco lunch courtesy of Chico's. Grab your amigos and head to Chico's. Enjoy your favorites like shrimp tacos, steak and chicken fajitas, burritos, enchiladas, ACP, and more. Plus ice cold cervezas and Chico's famous margaritas are also always available. For Mexican food and fun, it's got to be Chico's. Now let's head back in to the show. Here's Clip. All right, back with you. Pirate Radio Live here on a Thursday. Clip Rock, Chan Man, Troy D. Starting to see basketball schedules roll out. Memphis has released their non-conference schedule. So uh, hopefully we'll see an East Carolina basketball schedule. So, did you see one over there today, Troy D? I, I, did we get some scoop for us? I did not. I, sh- I could have asked. <laughs> I was talking to some basketball um, officials, staff members. I don't know what term, you know, people involved with the program. I should ask. When's that coming out? Yeah, hopefully. Sorry, soon. I did not. We'll get. Uh, we'll get. To fo- you're you're in football mode. I, I am in football. I understand. Mode. That's fine. Yeah, we have heard and, and still on a baseball hangover. Baseball hangover. Football. I, I did run into mode. Coach O, Gary Overton. While I was over there, he's a bird. You're a true bird. He is a uh, gentleman not, as always. I have is not, there a nicer guy than Coach O? No, no. I, in fact, I made my. I felt weird. I actually called him. I said, "Hey, Gary." Wow, total was, disrespect. I know, it came out, I was like, wait. Was, and he was like, hello, Troy. Yeah. Was, and then I was like, ooh, I just called him Gary. Yeah. Like, it just happened. I he wasn't even trying. I was like, and then I was like, good to see you, coach. Well, <laughs> I'm glad like, to see you safe and here because I haven't talked to him since he went out to Corvallis, Oregon for two weeks. And yeah. I was afraid he was going to be left behind out there. No, he's back and safe. And, yeah. I need to get him on the show. Operations. Yeah, he'd be a good guest to get. Yeah. Talking about football operations and stuff because he's involved in that. Yeah. Yeah, he does a lot. Got to wear as many hats over there. Troy, Uh, uh, great conversation with John Gilbert. It is available to check out on the Pirate Radio podcast. You can download it at your own leisure whenever you like. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, Android, and you can check it out. Or you can hear it at 6 o'clock. So coming up about 19 minutes from now, we'll play it right here on Pirate Radio. We went like 30, 40 minutes uninterrupted. You know, be commercial free when we run it. And I left, you know, I thought about this yesterday. I left one thing off because we're running short on time and we had to wrap it up. And I kind of left, you know, how sometimes you have your list of topics you'd like to discuss. And there's, I had to put one on the cutting room floor and I didn't get a chance to get to it. It is something that I do talk about a lot. So I figured, you know what, if I leave it off, it'll be okay. Leave it to John Moody to, uh, Uh, who's probably listened to the podcast already and asked any off microphone comments about football scheduling from Gilbert because we did not I did not bring it up in the podcast. So a great question by John did we talk about it off the air. I did not even bring it up off the air. Um, we've talked scheduling so much clip. I was almost scheduling fatigued, but then I, I almost when we were talking about state, I feel like I always ask that question, yeah. what's the future of the series? And I know the future isn't good. You know, the 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 scheduling is tough with the eight 
ACC and the NC State, North yeah. Carolina's of the world. And probably getting and tougher. I know, and I didn't want to – actually, I think in my subconscious, I didn't want to hear the answer. <laughs> I didn't want to hear, oh, well, we really – whatever – what's left is left on yeah. the schedule. That's what they talk about. But as far as adding them on again, I'm not hearing any of that. And what I'm that not is – seeing any of that. By the way, right now, at NC State 2025, NC State here 2028, and I believe that's it. Yeah, and then now. after that, I, I don't see this happening anymore. It's, I think it's really sad for this state and yeah. for college football locally here yeah and regionally yeah so yeah, well, i that's i think that's why maybe i didn't ask it because i just didn't want to hear the bad news <laughs> understood so understood. I, I and john probably would appreciate that <clears throat> but uh to be sure as i pull the curtain back into my brain and how it works right he's i mean working hard on it but right now still some attractive uh and when i say john i mean john moody although john gilbert might appreciate me not asking that too. <laughs> you know i was confused by that <laughs> yeah, for a sorry. second uh, uh of course michigan next year uh, App State BYU 2024 on the schedule as of right now. Uh, at NC State at Marshall 2025. At uh, 2026 is awesome. App State here at Boise State, West Virginia here. Huh? Hmm. I am going to Ann Arbor clip. I'm already making plans. This okay. is a house divided game for me, a once in a lifetime type of opportunity. Opportunity. Uh, may opportunity. never happen. Probably will never happen again. Probably it, not. It's happened once in baseball, which was rare. But even more rare in football. And this is it. My sister went to undergrad at Michigan. That's her school. She is a Wolverine. I went to undergrad at East Carolina. That's my school. I'm a pirate. It's Pirates versus Wolverine. It is. In the big house. In the big house. We are going to go to the game together. Me and you? No, me and my sister. Oh, damn. And potentially bring the kids to make it a family affair. Cool, neat story. Your kids, or am I considered kids a kid? And my kids. Okay, we're talking about doing that. Okay, no, it'd be easier be if fun. just me and her went to the game logistically, obviously. But I think this would be something that the boys would remember forever. <laughs> Way to not think about just yourself and get the kids involved too. Yeah, well, you know, it runs up the cost. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> These things are airline tickets aren't cheap, Cliff. You just can't drive over to Ann Arbor. Kids, we're gonna put you in the little house <laughs> just outside the stadium, and we'll be at the big house. Um, so I'm fired up about that. That's kind of yeah. a cool connection. And actually, she's ex- excited about it. She was asking me about it the other day. That is going to be a cool place to see a football game. And I'll segue into the folks at ECU trying to make it a nicer, neater place to watch a football game. Yeah. Got some new stuff going on, perhaps, at the stadium this year. Yeah, there are uh, some new additions. You talked about it with John Gilbert, and uh, he broke some of that down on the Pirate Radio podcast, Troy D. and John Gilbert. Well, I think the big piece is the, the the video board is being replaced. We're also adding two LED boards. So on the north and south sides of the stadium, you're going to see a LED board that will be on the fascia that will run the length of the field. So okay. from an aesthetic atmosphere standpoint, now... Um, obviously, night games will be better than day, but I think you're going to see a whole new look. Now, when you say north, that's the double deck side. Is that correct? The yeah, upper deck you, side? Yes, the okay. upper deck side. So on that concrete fascia of that north side, there's going to be a LED ribbon board okay. that will run. So that be very noticeable. Be, be, be very noticeable. Yeah. We'll also be able to do ga- a lot more game atmosphere stuff yeah. uh, with it. Uh, and then we'll put one over on the tower on the south side uh, of the building. And then each of the corners uh, and the end zones, we're all getting new uh, scoreboards and LED boards down there. So aesthetically, 
it is in from a video capability standpoint it'll lock, look a lot differently and then obviously we're going to get a new sound system uh as part of this so um we'll have kids zone again you know we're going to have different days you know military day and uh family weekend and, and all those special events but, uh, some of the new things you'll see in dowdy ficklin stadium and troya did makes us feel old but we remember like old scoreboard pre boneyard then to this scoreboard and we thought man this is the the real deal and when, it seems like when you get something new you're behind you know it's like all it's right kinda like this iphone uh 12 i got or whatever you know it was really cool and now i'm like man this is a piece look at it falling apart here yeah. in the case i can't even like totally turn it off right you know i mean it's and that's right. how it is in technology this, falls apart quickly you all you call it you know the arms race or whatever that's how yeah. it is in college football looking for the next big thing and uh and hopefully there's been a lot of people that have had issues with the sound system and things like that i'm yeah. just hoping they can get those things fixed for here's the problem with the new led board this is more of a personal problem okay because i have a feeling it is going to look good and it's going to be bright and someone like me gravitates to bright shiny things like i'll oh end up like being stuck just watching the LED, like and i've I, this has happened to me at a hockey game before like the arena you know like where it flashes and you see it like reflect on the, the fans you know a lot of times it changes the coloring in the stadium and these led boards are so bright or at a basketball game i i find myself getting stuck watching it you know like i gotta because and then it's something like a tractor comes and it pulls the next you know like a john deere sign or yeah, something that's you called know ADD. exactly that is exactly what I'm saying. We need. Uh, I am going to have to take some ADT medicine before I go to a football game. Now this might be just for racehorses, but like we need I, the blinders. Maybe the yeah. Like still. I don't want to look at it. We need some blinders, but it's going to be so bright and flashy. I know I'm going to like end up like being stuck on the LED board and miss a play. All right. So that complaint is that actually being like it's so cool that you're not going to be able to focus on the game or too bright. Too yeah yeah. All right. Well, I, I'm just saying, I, I, it's a possible concern of mine. All right. Well, and at least I, feel you I know speak about for it. other people that have ADD. Now that you have made yourself aware of the problem, you've talked mm-hmm. about it. Maybe you can get over it now. You know, you've talked through it. I'll have to see how it is. I, I think <laughs> I need to be in a game situation clip. All right. We need to. How can we practice this yeah. in the studio? Sometimes like, flashing lights or something. You, know, you can talk about all you want, but sometimes you have to scrimmage before That's the true. game. I that need is to, true. You know. See, there we I, go. Yeah. Look. Oh, wow. <laughs> if we could do some intermittent uh, flashing lights and see if Troy can focus. Yeah, my interns. Yeah. Look at the light. Ooh, flash. Uh, but uh, well, we'll see how it goes. I'm I, not the only one that's going to have that problem. I have a feeling. I know you and your crew that you run with. And a lot of other people. And a lot of... Yeah, nobody will be focusing on the game. <laughs> Come on, man. It's, I'm just, it depends how lie. it looks. All right, we'll see. That's a lot. Maybe during the game, like when the plays are going on, they'll have it still. You know? It's not a big deal. It's not a big deal. You'll, you'll, be, a, you'll be fine. Okay. If it becomes that big of a deal, you just we'll, watch the game on TV. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. All right, let's take our final break. Hold on a sec. We'll come back. We'll focus. We're going to take a look at it. Get through the rest of the show <laughs> with uh, with Troy D, Chan Man, and the crew. Back with more on Pirate Radio Live after this.
You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Uh, The Dow had a good day today. It was up 332 points and closed out the day at 32,529. The NASDAQ was ahead 130 at 12,162. And the S&P is up 48 at 4,072. That's your Wells Fargo Advisors Financial Report for a personal look into investing. Call Wells Fargo Advisors today at 756-6900 in Greenville. Wells Fargo Advisors, LLC, member SIPC. Now let's head back into the show. Here's Cliff. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live. Fired up for some football. I'm talking about uh, heading over to Dowdy Ficklin Stadium last segment. Troy is a little concerned about the new led light features and how it could be distracting and during the break to fans <laughs> not yeah. to the players no, well i don't think to fans. yeah right i'm more people like me uh with what ad media hd ADD. it could ADD. be distracting to players it's possible no it's not could We're, that be a fact i don't think so hopefully it will be for opponents uh but i thought of a a situation troy where i have been in that your, boat your situation is exactly what i'm talking about so watching uh, soccer, the Premier League, they have those boards at the bottom. The LED ribbon all the way around. And there's one specific ad, and I don't know what it's for, but I've seen it a million times because it is a dog running, mm-hmm. and you see it run, and it's such a wide shot that Goes it runs for like 50 yards. Yeah. And I find myself watching that dog run the entire time. <laughs> yes. And realize I've missed some of the game. So from that standpoint, I see where you're coming That's, from. Yeah. That's a, a real-world situation that could happen. There is a huge difference, though. We're talking soccer that we don't care about that's boring and ECU football that we do care about that's exciting. Yeah. So there's a huge difference there. True. So I think I think you factor that in, you'll be able to focus. But I will say I understand where you're coming from. Yeah, and I'm hoping there's not a lot of movement to this stuff. Maybe yeah. It's just still, and then it just rotates or something. That's what I'm hoping. So it doesn't become a distraction. We're going to get through this together. Otherwise, I'm going to have to sit on the back. I'm going to have to go back to section 18. Or, uh, yeah, we could be Flip getting... the other side of the stadium. Go. We could be celebrating a win over state, and all the fifth quarter calls are how people didn't even see the game because they were focused on the uh, LED. This lights. is the type of stuff that happens, Cliff. <laughs> yeah. The could unknown. Be. Uh, the beer lines yeah. were fine. The game was great, but those damn LED, LED ports. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, so so we'll I'll be see. glad the sound system needed a, a bad upgrade. Or it, well, it definitely needed an upgrade. It sounded bad, so I'm glad that's happening. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, for more on what John Gilbert had to say, including what's uh, coming up at Dottie Ficklin Stadium in a couple minutes, uh, stay tuned. You can hear the Pirate Radio Podcast one-on-one. Troy D., you guys uh, and John Gilbert, y'all went about an hour, you said? Oh, uh, went closer to 40 minutes. Okay. Yeah. 40 30, minutes. 30 to commercial 40 minutes. Commercial free. Commercial free. Yeah, one solid continuous segment talked a little bit too about uh his vision of where conference realignment is going to go what's going to happen in the next uh two months to two years how he sees things playing out which i thought was very interesting actually he made some great points and and also where east carolina falls in all this clip good deal so uh that was towards the end we we did a big big part of uh just the world of college athletics and how much the landscape is changing now Huge show coming up Friday, Troy, in conjunction with ECU Athletics, East Carolina football. Mike Houston joins us at 3 o'clock. At 5 o'clock, we'll talk to Steve Shankweiler. 
We'll have our normal 4 o'clock NFL hour. So it is a football Friday here on Pirate Radio Live, a free beer Friday as well. Coach Shank, Mike Houston, and your crew here at Pirate Radio. Going to be a huge show, and we'll see you then. Shirley, CJ, Chan Man, we'll see you fine folks Friday at 3 as well on an all-new edition of Pirate Radio Live. We'll talk to you then. So long, everybody. Thanks for listening to Pirate Radio Live, an exclusive presentation of the voice of the Pirate Nation.